Welcome back to the Podcast. I'm your host. Well, we're just going to start. No, we're, we're keeping gonna, it. We're keeping it? Yeah, absolutely. Fuck it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You, I'm not going to make you edit. Oh, I don't want to edit. Right. Continue. Who are you? I'm Adam. Yeah, and I'm Robert. And this is... <laughs> Ten Tenths Podcasting. Is slip Dangle. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to, off to a great start. I'm so tired, oh Robbie. I'm so tired, Robbie. I, apparently, I shouldn't mow the lawn before I do a podcast. I don't, I, my I eyes are itchy. I'm tired. I couldn't tell you the last time I mowed my lawn. It's been a while. It's so good. But it did rain. No, 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 no. Like, I'd pay somebody to do it. Oh, yeah. Remember? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, dude, my lawn's like $11. 50 by 50. <laughs> like it's, it costs me more to maintain my mower than it does for me to pay this guy. Uh, I, I get it, I guess. And he uh, he sprays it twice a year. Oh, that's nice. Which is t- two or four times than I was going to do. Yep. I spray for bugs. And he bags it, so I have way less leaf clutter. That's nice, too. Which is pretty fucking sweet. I don't have any of that. And it costs me like literally $12 a week. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't charge me on weeks he doesn't mow, yeah. and he only mows when he needs it. And he it's does, a- he's not one of those guys that shows up in the mid, or the end of July when we've gone Seven three weeks. weeks without rain, and it's been 112 every day, and be like, yep, mowing your lawn today, and like there's not even grass coming out from underneath the lawnmower because he's running the deck all the way up, <laughs> but charges me for it. He's not that guy. That's nice. No, but I think I went... Almost all of, I think what four weeks. Yeah, probably. And then then I did it, and I didn't really need it. And then we've been I, getting some rain here lately, though. So it rained quite a bit. So it had been a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, so yeah. They needed it. It was kind of long. I for sure would not mow all of your lawn if it was my lawn. I mowed all of it. I would. I didn't. We, I didn't go out with a weed eater though. I would let some of it become prairie land for sure. That's what my neighbors do, and I think it's because they get tax breaks from the government. Yeah, we used to when we lived in Oklahoma. We got. We lived the the place we lived in Oklahoma was I don't know twelve acres or whatever. It's sure. huge, right? Yeah. And we mowed like some of the path down the driveway, and then like an area in front of the house, and that was about it. And the rest of it was protected wild grassland or some yep. shit. I so. just mow mine so that it's like a golf course, so that if I ever want to have like all my friends over to that's do a car dumb, show, I mean, yeah, it's just ready to go. I don't have friends. The over. people across the street need to do a better job of mowing. Uh, the house is for sale. Oh, is that is that empty? Yeah. Oh, it's clear. Well, Pretty obvious. First, first it was rented, so they never. Yeah, mowed yeah, it. I remember that. You, and yeah. then now it's they moved out, and now it's for sale, so it's still not mowed. It's been that way for a while, hasn't it? It's because they want like a billion dollars for it. That's probably not far off, actually. Well, it's only worth like three quarters of a billion. Right. But they're a, they're asking a full billion. So right. It's like yeah, I'm not yeah. paying that. So. Now the price is outrageous. Um, that, that's why it's not selling because they're asking. It's got to be because this is kind of it's it's not market. yeah, and it's not it, the, the house is not as nice as mine. No, it doesn't look like and it. It's, and I've seen inside it's it not. looks older and it looks cheaperly cheaperly made. Yeah, not um, as not as well built. So when I bought this house, its market value was I don't know, fuck, we'll say like fifty thousand dollars more than that one or whatever. Oh, okay. And then now they're asking like two hundred thousand more than what this would sell for. So of course it's not selling. Oh, weird. Yeah, so I mean it's, it's it's an outrageous price. Why would they just sit on it like that? I don't know. Like it's got to be costing somebody money. Yeah, I don't know if they're waiting for someone to like make an offer and just accept whatever it is. But yeah, it's it's really weird. Hmm. Yeah, the price is outrageous because they're it's, they're asking the same price as what like the beautiful house on the corner was selling for. 
Yeah, because there's some sweet houses down the street here a little ways. Yeah, right on the, right on the corner, there's a house that's got like a four-stall garage and like this huge deck, and it's got like actual sand on the on the little beach area. Yeah. It's like like I think it's like a four-acre lot. I mean, it's it's a proper three-quarter million dollar house. Yeah, it's very nice. Like. Inside and out. Everything about it's nice. Somebody is listening to this podcast going, that's worth way more than three quarters of a million dollars. That house? Like, oh, in the, their market. Oh, yeah. No, in, in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm describing in to Iowa, you is a, three, yeah, it's three, yeah. it's a three quarter million dollar in, house. In Los Angeles, that's like $10 million. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, in, down three three miles of gravel right. in Iowa. Right. Now, now we're starting to paint a better picture here. Sitting on a lake that's covered in like animal feces or pond. It's a lake, Robbie. <laughs> Google even says it's, it's, it's a, a lake. It's the time of year where it's just gross. If you zoom in it's a little so bit, gross. there's a lake name on it on Google Maps. Walnut Cove. You're giving away more than I was giving away, Robbie. Fuck it. I'm an open book. Hey. Oh, I, I, I forgot got a, to bring my I got an soda. I got an opener. But the problem is. That looks it's only an opener for me. I'm okay with that. Because I think my dad is taking out some past aggressions. Oh, I'm okay with that. So he knows you're not going to eat this. I see the milk, and now these things are coming together. Yeah, there's I just thought you had a glass of milk here. No, no. No, no. My dad went to... Uh, <laughs> he, was out in, he was out at the cabin, because my, my dad has a cabin. And, yeah, uh, he's the, ha- like the Black Hills yeah, area, yeah, right? Up, kind That'd of be a, so cool. By Spearfish. I've been there once. It's nice. Um, I don't know where he was. I think he was out like on his. On his Let me see this. Yeah. This is. Don't, don't, I'll, I'll I'll preface it. But yeah, he does like an annual Harley trip <laughs> where he like he catches the tail end of like Sergis like after yeah. it's all died down. Everything's like, calmed down yeah. a little bit. So like they'll they'll go out and just ride into like Wyoming and shit. Right. And then, you know, not, they're not really part of Sergis at all. But right. It's their annual bike trip, and uh, so he stopped at this place called the Beef Jerky Experience. Yes. I'm like that sounds like an experience because that's basically where I went when that I bought, sounds amazing when I bought the shark jerky and the kangaroo I would spend jerky. So much money, I would probably so come ex- to regret. It's so expensive beef jerky is I, absurdly expensive. I'll bet this little tiny bag, which has I don't know how many ounces, not, not much, half an ounce, half an ounce. I bet it was like ten dollars. Um, yeah. So like, the, I think the beef jerky experience or something like that in the Dells is where I bought that shit that we sent to. The radio podcast guys, right? Um, it was shark jerky and kangaroo and. Did we send them? We got octopus, right? Didn't like, Jake I, send us octopus? I can't remember now. I, jerky. I've had, I've had kangaroo, and that was the weirdest taste and stuff I've ever had. Oh, really? Just weird. But back to this. So he bought um, two things. Uh-huh. One was like a honey turkey oven roasted jerky, which uh, was fine. I that guess that sounds. Fine. Yeah, I mean it's turkey, turkey jerky. Turkey jerky's better. I don't know. That it's better than bacon. Jerky. Bacon jerky sounds great in, on paper. It's not that. It's great. not great. You know what else is not great? Turkey bacon. Yes, because it's better for Katie. Yeah, but like, I don't buy it very often. No, I get that. No, if it's not like crispy, thick bacon, right? I don't even, don't even bother. I don't right. want it. I want it to be like Christmas ham thick. Bacon. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. I need, that to, I need to make I need to make some candied bacon again. <laughs> but so he's at the beef jerky experience and he sends me a Snapchat and I'm like, well, that sounds like an experience. And then in the mail, your dad sent you a Snapchat. Yeah, we have like a family group Snapchat. That's adorable. Yeah, it is. It's 
like how we stay in contact. We have a Facebook group. Ah, oh, see, we have a no, family ours, Facebook group. Ours is Snapchat. And then there was my my brother is starting his residency because he's a doctor because like of six he times is. over. Yeah, at of course, point. of course he is. Um, it's just he always has to. He's that child. Yeah. And I'm, oh, absolutely. I, if you, you can't see it on the YouTube video, my hands way high. Yeah. He's. Yeah. The child. Right. The golden child. Right. And then I'm not so much. Uh, I mean, you're doing all right for yourself. <laughs> I know, but I'm not a doctor. But you like never even talk about your sister, so. Exactly. She's doing so good. She's you a psychologist. Sh- oh, she's a psychologist? No, she's got a psychology oh. degree. I actually don't oh, know okay. what she does for a job. Oh. Hopefully. Helping people. She's not selfish like oh. myself. <laughs> I mean, you're helping people stay in flight. That's. Every time a plane goes down, I panic. That's a noble. <laughs> Just so, just so we're perfectly here. If there's, if I ever pull up the news <laughs> and there's so like funny. flight whatever crashed into the ocean, I read that intently, going, "What was the cause of the failure?" <laughs> we don't have any parts of that plane. Please, for the love Who's of God, a- yeah. Please, for the love of God, don't be the, don't be the, don't be the fuel nozzle. Don't be, the, don't be the fuel nozzle. Uh, I saw an FAA investigation mobile today. Uh-oh. It said FAA investigator. On the side of it. Oh, they weren't auditing us today. And it was like a Ford Transit with government plates. It wasn't some bullshit thing. Oh, no, no. When the FAA comes and audits, it's a, it's a big one. Driving down the interstate. I mean, they, they used to do it like all the time. Obviously, COVID kind of changed it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. FAA audits are not uncommon, which is good. It's an investigator. I assumed it was like a plane crash investigator. I'm sure that's part of his job. That'd be a cool job. I mean, like, <laughs> not a cool job, but, like, a cool job, you know? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Like like a yeah. detective. Like, or, crime scene investigator yeah, would yeah. be a cool job, but, like, not a not, cool job. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, working in the ER. Interesting. While tragic. Yeah, I think I'd take crime scene investigator over ER. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like a cop every time. At least they're every dead, time. then. Yeah. Already? Usually. I don't know, like, with a cop, you're always, like... That's got to be a shitty job because oh, it's going to be the worst. Every time you're dealing with somebody, it's literally their worst fucking day of their life. Probably. I mean, not every time, but like an overwhelming majority right. of it. Yeah. It's it's crisis all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I can't imagine. But anyways, so he sent me the turkey jerky, which is fine, I guess. <laughs> but then he sent me this, and he knows you won't eat it because you don't eat spicy things. Nope. I eat some spicy things. This is called Armageddon beef jerky. <laughs> uh, it has a heat rating. Of 10, oh, it does? 10 plus. 10 plus. Oh. I don't know what the scale is. Uh, probably 10. 10. Um, I mean, I was I was hoping it had oh. a Scoville rating. I was going to look it up. Fuck, it does. It's, it, it does? Oh. No, no, no. Heat rating. Rated from zero, no heat, to 10. Very hot. Okay. This is fucking ghost pepper shit, man. I probably don't even want to smell Oh, it is. What an asshole. <laughs> what a... What an a- My dad. Ingredients. That makes me so happy. Beef. Yeah. Well, good. 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 Brown sugar. Oh, delicious. We're off off to a good start. We're off to a good start. Uh, Tamari sauce. I don't know what that Uh, is. Probably like a soy sauce, I would imagine. I I don't know. It's made of water and soybeans and salt and sugar. So yeah, like a soy sauce. And here's where it gets fun. Carolina Reaper. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Trinidad scorpion pepper powder, cayenne, <laughs> habaneros. Oh, here we pineapple sauce. Well, that's good. Oh, but doesn't sweet almost make heat worse? Probably. You sure you don't want? This isn't gonna be enough milk. What if you want to close? Should we close this? No, no. All I right. need you to be able to function. Uh, if the podcast goes off the road, it's my dad's fault. All right, here, hold on. I'm gonna open it. 
You know, this is probably one of those like the don't chip. rub your eyes when you're done. Oh shit! Yeah, I might have to go wash my hands. <laughs> Oh, I'll for sure rub my eyes because I just mowed the lawn. I'm telling you, man. Like maybe we We're should get like jalapeno dick. What if you finish? The- <laughs> like you- oh no! Chopping jalapenos, then you go to the bathroom, and then forget. All right, this is gonna be too much. Just take a nibble. Uh, yeah, just just. It doesn't even smell that bad. That's the problem. It doesn't smell that bad. Oh, see, that's dangerous. It's, it's there's sleep- no way I'm gonna be able to smell. My allergies have almost never been worse in my entire life than they are right now. All right. Oh, I can I can see it on my fingers now. I have to go wash my hands. Oh, it doesn't it. smell that bad. No, it doesn't. All right, just this. Like I can get my nose way in there. Yeah, and I'm a bitch, dude. I don't know how this is gonna hurt so bad. There's like literally pepper flakes on the inside of this bag. There's, there's pepper flakes literally on this beef. I don't want to touch this. All right. Like I've probably been contaminated. All right, this is it's. It's about to, it's, <laughs> I can, I can be, feel it. Tingling my fingers. Nah. Swear to God. I'm not touching that shit. Don't even. All I'm right. just going to take your word for it. All right. It's not that bad. It doesn't seem. Oh, oh. That face doesn't look so good. <laughs> oh, it's like a wave. Oh, yeah. That's how they tell. It. That's how it's explained to me before. Yes. That's not good at all. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. That was a kick in the dick. Oh, my gosh. Don't do it. Woo! I see you looking at that other Woo! piece in your hand. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> All right, hold on. Oh, I can Jesus do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Oh, no. I don't oh. want the whole th- I can't do the whole thing. I'll do another little one. Now I'll do a big one. Now I'll do a little one. <laughs> I don't think the size matters, Robbie. That was too much. <laughs> ah! Oh, no. Oh, no. Woo! <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's hot. The problem is it's going to stay hot for like an hour. Yeah. That's why I said we should have finished with that, Robbie. That's Finish not- strong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... I'm like sweating. All of me is sweating. Uh, I'll be honest. I thought that'd be. I thought that would be. Can't even talk. Whew, I thought that would be worse. Worse. Oh, does milk. that help? No, it doesn't. It just comes right back. Oh, rude. Oh, it just comes back like another wave. Like it doesn't go away. Ah. Uh. Go away. Oh, too much. Adam, you're in charge. <laughs> oh, no. What am I? Oh. oh, man. He just left me. I don't know what I was supposed to do. This is, I'm the worst at this. I can't be left alone. Well, uh, we're going to talk about Lime Rock. I went to Lime Rock. Had a very different experience than Mr. Jabay, if you listen to that podcast. Uh, here he comes. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, take take some Kleenexes, dude. It just it just keeps getting worse. That's that's what I've heard about those things. Ah. Is that it's just the worst, Woo. and it never stops. It will eventually stop tomorrow. Yeah, then you got to poop it out. Oh, this is gonna hurt tomorrow. <laughs> 
Oh, man. We have found my spicy threshold. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's past the point where it's enjoyable? Yeah, this is not enjoyable. I don't understand it. I genuinely do not understand it. it just, I work with people who would find that enjoyable. They can have it. I won't be eating more of this. Oh, man. <laughs> Holy crap. It just doesn't go away. I know. So one of the guys I work with grows like Carolina ghost, Reapers yeah. and ghost peppers and scorpion peppers and shit like that, right? And then he'll bring them in in like Ziploc baggies and just leave them on the countertop for anybody to take. Like no label or nothing? Well, I think he writes what they are on the bag. Oh. I mean, they're whole peppers. So it's not like, oh, this looks like a banana pepper. And yeah. just, I mean, they look dangerous. Yeah. Because they're, they're shockingly small. Doesn't take much. No. Uh, I'm running but, out of milk real fast here. <laughs> a few years ago, uh, one of our guys decided to take one and eat it. Like, just whole. Just eat the pepper. Just take a bite out of it. No, like, just, he, oh. he ate the thing. Like, he took it to the stem, bit it, and chewed it, swallowed it. The whole fucking thing. That would have hurt for a long time. Yeah. Like and this one. They oh, were man. like, they were, uh, so I only saw the video of him doing this because the guy he was with filmed it. Right. But they were, should. they were like not at the shop. They were not at a gap. They were just at a, like at a job site, like, you know, splicing coax in a new housing development. And they had to like run to a gas station and <laughs> they, he didn't cut the video the whole time. It's like a 10 minute, 12 minute video right. or something like that. Right. And the kid's just like literally crying in the passenger seat. I get that. Die. I'll be honest. I need more milk. <laughs> Oh no, he's going upstairs. <laughs> I mean, I guess I can finish my story. So the kid's like dying and they run into the gas station and he doesn't even, he just runs in, grabs the milk out of the cooler and starts drinking it. He doesn't even buy it. Like, I mean, I'm sure he bought it afterwards, but he just drank it. So I wonder if Robbie's dog will come down here. He always hates it when we leave him upstairs. I hear the dog running. He's trying. Nope. I think Robbie got the door closed. <laughs> and water. I don't think water's helpful. It's fine. I don't think water's that helpful. You should have just brought the milk jug. I think we're okay. I think we're okay. Are you so, sure? Slowing down. And we're back. We can start the show now. <laughs> Man. Should we talk about my trip to Lime Rock? Yes, please. Uh, this, okay. this opener was presented by Factor Fabrication. <laughs> I wonder how Booney feels about that kind of stuff. Loves it. Like super spicy? I have no idea. I would assume that that's too far for him. Like that'll burn his taste buds. That's no fun. I think he likes spicy. But that's dumb. This is not fun. Be honest, Booney's in it Europe. Hurts. No, he's back. Oh, he's back. Yeah, he's back. Oh, I thought he was still in Europe. He had a wedding in like Switzerland or something. Yeah. So, so. which is why we didn't go to VIR. Oh, I just didn't. That was this weekend. I forgot about so. that. <clears throat> yeah, so that never crossed my mind. I guess no, we were gonna go, and then it was just like he's got this. He's gonna be in Europe for like a whole week, and then he was gonna come back, basically jump in Laura and go straight to Virginia. And it's kind of like, that, 
Seems that's stupid. not great for your marriage in all reality. Or like your sanity or, or your, your work. Health yeah. Or your, you know, sort of like, let's just you got a car to pay for. Let's and, just not, you know, I'm feeling it in my nose right now. Yeah. You've blown your nose more than I have, which is, it's um, a little bit off. It's moving. I can feel it. It was on my tongue. Now it's in my sinuses. Can you feel it in your stomach? Not yet, but I can feel it in my nose now. That's weird. Um, Carolina like Reaper. The not back fun. of your throat? You, no, it started on my tongue. Uh huh. Went to my back of my throat. Uh huh. Now it's in my nose. But it's going up. It's not going it's, down. It's, it's filling the sinuses, all of them. It's going to fill my ears, probably. That's. Uh, it's not great. <laughs> not great at all. Oh, my gosh. But, you know what is great? The quality of work from Factor Fabrication. I mean, that is top notch. It's true. You will not get a better cage or nope. rail or custom furniture than Factor Fabrication. Or bar backdrop. Home decor. Whatever you need. Bookshelf. Yeah. Fuck it. Whatever you want. Yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> custom simulator. I don't know if you want to build that. <laughs> FactorFabrication.com. You know, this, if people are, don't like this, this is my dad's fault. My dad did this. I like this. This is fun for me because... I'll give you $1,000. No. <laughs> Put it on the table. Let's see it. I have... <laughs> cash in hand. I, I, I will get cash tomorrow. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I don't know that I'd take it. That's... Yeah, if you don't like spices, man, this is, this is, a, this is a trip. I don't know, man. I don't get it. Mm-mm. No, I like spice to a you know, like buffalo wings. Yeah, and maybe a little bit beyond that, like buff, like because that had um, the best way to describe it is because Buffalo Wild Wings, everybody goes there. Yeah, so you get you have the scale, then it goes from like sweet barbecue all the way up to like middle ground is like medium, right? Which is still pretty spicy, and then you get like uh, Asian zing and like Asian zing is higher than medium. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's, it, it hits you right in the mouth. That's why I don't like that's, that's 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 almost like two thirds up the scale, and then you get into like the ghost peppers and the and the blazing the challenge. Stuff. Yeah. Anything beyond Asian thing is mm. a no go for me. Mm. I like pretty much never eat there anymore because their burger quality is it used to be okay in the trash now. Oh, it used to be pretty good. Like I would rather eat a McDonald's burger. That's because it's that's, not really that's a real that, thing, man. It's not really that much worse, and it's remarkably cheaper. But even that's not that true anymore. It's no, like nine dollars on a burger. Dude, it's like impossible for me and Katie and the kids to go. Like I can't even go to McDonald's and not spend more than twenty bucks. Oh, it's like thirty at it's least. Out of control stupidity. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but it's not as spicy there. <laughs> Oh man, this is a this is a I, it's it's going, it's going away. It's going away. Next time that we do a show that doesn't have an interviewee, okay? Because I know we have a couple of those lined. We have up. a couple. Yeah, nothing's like set in stone, but right? Yeah. But we might next time we have a show that doesn't have an interviewee. And I remember, okay, I have the world's most sour soda in my fridge. Okay, that's got to be better than the most from that nineteen. That sounds good. Which is a like a prank and gimmick store on the internet. They probably sell this shit. They sell like 
the world's largest gummy worm and like random weird ass shit like that. And their insta or their YouTube channel is actually shockingly entertaining. What is it? Like just people messing with So like they just use their they use their uh um their products in ways like uh they they were for a long time they were running this thing called will it fondue okay and they were finding ways to take their their edible products and use them in fondue melt it like they would melt gummy worms and then put it through a fondue thing and then you'd like eat it with pocky sticks which sounds delightful frankly yeah i'd try it but then they were doing like ranch and weird shit (laughs) I think ranch would get gross, don't you think? Yeah, probably. I don't really like ranch that much to begin with. I I know it's like the worst. It's the least Midwestern, Midwestern. thing about me. Well, mayonnaise, and mayonnaise. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even look at mayonnaise without getting a stomachache. It's just nasty. I like just just a just a hint. I I can't have it slathered. Can I tell you the story about. I, we're just gonna talk about food this whole episode. I don't even care. <laughs> Forget it. Long, I don't know that much to talk about. Long show. Rock anyway. Long, so. long, long show. Um. <laughs> My sister sent me a Snapchat, and it was her boyfriend making a sandwich, and it was See, like I, th- I thought this was one of your your in laws for some reason. Well, it's her, her boyfriend, right? But I thought it was one of Jess's. No, and his boyfriend. So okay. it was just it was just I don't know white bread. Ah, yeah, there's beef jerky on the table. Get out of here. Go on the floor. <laughs> just get away from me. Yeah. Uh, so it's don't let the dog get that white bread, and then like ham, and then like. Equivalent amount of mayo to the ham. It's out of control. And, and she's taking a video of it, and she's just like gagging as he's yeah, making the sandwich. It's a totally reasonable and legitimate response to that. <laughs> and he was like, "That's just how he makes it." And the reason she was making the video of it was just like she, she watches him do this regularly and can't believe it. It's so gross. No, thank you. I can't. No, I've got just a hint. Just, just a. Basically, if I order a sandwich at a restaurant, like Subway or yeah, Jimmy yeah, John's yeah. or whatever, yeah, and it has yeah. mayo on it, but like half. I want half what you would normally put on there. Right. Just I feel that plenty. way about almost all condiments, frankly, because when it's applied for me, they almost always way too much. Do way too much, or not enough. It's it, there's it's never right. Like my my favorite burger joint, Bebop's. Okay, mm-hmm. well, well, let's let that one go. <laughs> let's let it slide, Robbie. Come on, bro. I like Bebop's. It's it's the best fast food burger joint, and they have been the least affected by uh, this out of control rising pricing. That is fair. That is fair. You can so, still get like a dollar. Uh, yeah, if, they still have ninety nine cent sloppy Joe sliders. That's the one I was about to say. Never had one. They're okay, but they're ninety nine cents. Yeah, uh, but they have a barbecue bacon cheddar burger. Yep. And uh, which is funny. That's my least favorite. It's huh? good, but it's, oh, that's dude, actually my least favorite. That's my jam. See, I like I like whatever the one that has all the extra shit on. No way, dude. That's my jam. No pickles, no onions. Oh, no onions. Uh, but they always put way too much barbecue on, and it's only on half of it every fucking time. <laughs> it just falls out the back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the first thing you do is you take the top of the bun and you spin it 180 degrees, <laughs> and that spreads it out a little better. Yeah, but it's still they put way too much on there. Always. And then there's there's always a few bites of that that that's literally all you taste is the barbecue it's sauce. Bread, it's bread and barbecue sauce. Yeah. yeah. At least they use Sweet Baby Ray's, so it's good barbecue sauce. It is it is proper good barbecue sauce. That's my favorite mass-produced, readily available anywhere barbecue sauce. Yep. 
Like I, I, you know, there's better ones that are like Jim Bob down the street makes this for his yeah for his pit barbecue. Like yeah, that stuff's that's, better. Yeah, totally different. But but like for just running into any Walmart or grocery store and buying it in a bottle, sweet baby, sweet baby raises life. I can't argue with any. There's of that. always a bottle of it in my fridge, and not uncommon to be at the ten tents paddock. That's true too. <clears throat> Are you going to live? I'm fine. I'm fine. Are you sure? Yeah, we're going. It's fine. I do this all the time. And that's, I know, is not true. I, this is this is just how I sound. My throat is always this way. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't hurt anymore. <laughs> There's so many jokes that can be made about your throat and things. I'm just Ad, leaving it We're alone. above that, Are Adam. We we're above Are that. Are we, though? <laughs> no. We're really not. No, we're, we're we. I sent a picture of a traffic fruit. cone that said erection on it this week, and you laughed at it. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You said that to the different group chat. No, I sent that to uh, to our little group chat. No, and, and you laugh reacted to it. Did I? Yes, because I tried to send a phrasing. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I sent the wrong one. Yeah, you screwed it up. How do you like our group? It said chat? erection on the cone. <clears throat> Should have stole that and put it in my basement. Well, there's a there's a company there's a couple of companies that do like steel building buildings and they're like Northwest Erection and stuff like that. That's the name of the company. Amazing. Yeah. It's great. That'd be a great t shirt. You can buy Klein Tools makes an erection wrench <laughs> that those guys use. Like it's it's basically a wrench on one end and like a um not a pry bar, but like what you'd use to shove into holes to line them up. So you can oh. put a bolt in it. Yeah, so it's like a just like a, a, a punch, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, like on the other a, a dowel. That's, yeah, tapered, someone's it's yeah, tapered. Some, yeah, someone's screaming it. Put it through holes. <laughs> yeah, an erection. Yeah, it's called an erection wrench. <laughs> How old are we? Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I assume this is how the entire conversation went on your way to Lime Rock. Uh, well, so not tell, entirely. That, no. That's a good segue. Yeah, tell, okay. tell me about your weekend. So, James Morgan was bound and determined to get me to Lime Rock. Yes, which he was not taking no for an at answer. the beginning of the year. That was my intention for our family vacation this year. But then, as the summer went on and things kind of evolved, we decided it wasn't really what we wanted to do. We were just going to not do this. Life is really expensive, Robbie. Yeah. Things have Everything gotten- is at least 30% more expensive than it was last year. <sighs> so expensive. And so we were like, yeah, we're just not. Uh, Katie's grandma came to, uh, came to Minnesota and stayed with Katie's mom for a week or so. And, and so Katie took the kids up there while I was at work and they got to see, she got to see her grandma. And so like, you know, we had fulfilled that need and so we didn't, we just decided it wasn't worth the trip and we backed out on it, but James was not having that. Uh, so that's just a good friend. I mean, you could say that and I'm not convinced that's what it is, but well, to be fair, last time I referred to him as friend with air quotes, he was offended in our, in our little, uh, yeah, so. that's probably true. So he's your friend. He's trying to get me to go to. Or he's, There's no trying. He's probably going to cost me a bunch of money to go to Alpine too, but whatever. Because um, <laughs> I screwed that up. <laughs> um, so, like literally the week before we were, he's like, he texts me and he says, 
at this point, I want you to go so badly that I'm almost willing to drive to Des Moines and pick you up and then turn around and drive right back. <laughs> Which is excessive. Yeah, That's a 10-hour addition. All, yeah. Well, to Nevada, it's six hours. Oh, yeah. So it'd be 12 hours addition. Yikes. On a, you know, from my house to Lime Rock is every minute of an 18-hour drive. Yep. Which is rough. That's a... That's a long drive. Yes, because I did it in 26 hours, and it was real hard to, to manage. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of drive. Yeah, it was rough. Uh, and so finally I was talking to Katie and because I knew Katie was not going to be real happy if I decided to go. Yeah. And just abandon her with the children. It's, it's fine. Because – yeah. Adult so, decisions and stuff. Yeah. So James was like, well, what if they come with? Because he, uh, like I had mentioned something about the grandma or I don't even know. And he's like, he's like, well, let's just, just bring them with and we'll drop them off. I'm like, all right, well, let me run this by her. And so I talked to her a little bit and I kind of, she, at first she was still pretty apprehensive because. That's a long drive for two small children. Well, and our children couldn't, Logan and Kaylee could not be more polar opposite. Say Logan's been super chill. Logan is a fantastic car ride ch- kid, and he always has been, even when he was really young. Yeah, I remember going to uh, Road America. Like, yeah, well, in Topeka. Yeah, Topeka. He was three. He was young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He traveled real well. Yeah, really well. Yeah, and he always has. And so, <clears throat> um, but Kaylee, no, uh, she is not a travel baby. Okay, she hates it. Okay, <laughs> it's the worst. So is she like super active, like kind of. Like, no, she's super needy. Okay, she, she's a woman. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> she's super needy. <clears throat> she constantly needs attention. She she hates, uh, and like she, Logan, pretty early on started sleeping all through the night. Yeah, yeah. I can count on one hand the number of times that Kaylee has done that. Oh jeez, it's the worst. Um, Logan still to this day is probably one of the pickiest eaters I've ever encountered. Yeah. Kaylee will right. eat literally anything you put in front of her, whether she's supposed to or not. Okay. <laughs> uh, like, uh, since she has to be around us all the time, cause yeah. she's super needy, uh, she, we'll have her like on the floor in the kitchen while we're cooking. Right. And. I'll feed the dog, and then I'll. Uh-oh. Two seconds later, I'll turn around. The kids <laughs> two got two fistfuls of dog food, and she's just going to town on it. Like, fuck. <laughs> so, yeah. So she's she's not a good travel baby. Okay. And so Katie was still pretty apprehensive about the whole idea, either way. But right. Um, one of Katie's cousins has a couple of daughters, and. One of them and Katie are pretty close. Yep. She's like 16 maybe. And they're they're pretty close. Um, and so Katie really wanted to go and see her. And see the, all the other people we, that she didn't get to see because they didn't come to Minnesota. And so ultimately her hesitation didn't win. And we ended up going. <laughs> so right. what we did was I... I took off Thursday and Friday of of the week for Lime Rock. So Lime Rock was a Friday Saturday event. Yep. And then I did not take the following Monday off. 
Well, he didn't need to because he came back Sunday. Right. That should have. So how did it go? So <clears throat> the Wednesday night I get off of work and we drive all the way to Chicago and I stayed in a hotel. Uh, I asked Adam and James together. I was like, so where do I stay? So I, I need a family-friendly hotel that minimizes my chances of being shot and killed. Chinatown. Which I realize is, is a big ask in Chicago. Yes. But we managed to do it. You survived. Yes. There literally. was only one broken down vehicle in the parking lot. That's 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 pretty good. Yeah. I You're in a good like neighborhood. The, yeah. There's only one broken yeah. down car. Yeah. Did it have all its wheels? Yes. Oh, then you're in a but great neighborhood. But they weren't all on it. Oh, that, that's and just it was, it was like It was like a, a mid-2000s diesel Silverado three-quarter ton. Oh, they're just, that's a work truck. Yeah. Right, like Josh's yeah. generation. Uh with the top half of the engine tore apart. Okay, now we're getting into a little less of a good neighborhood. Like, I think they were mid-injector swap on it, because I think that's a thing on those trucks. Yeah, probably. I think that's what it was. I don't know. Yeah, I remember Josh talking about some I, I think swap. he was saying injectors. I don't remember. I just know the top half of that engine was tore apart, and the hood was in the bed. Okay. And the front wheels were not on it, but they were underneath it. Okay. And it was on a jack stand and the jack. Okay. So, like, it was... Halfway there. It was quality Chicago stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so we <laughs> we got to the hotel at 1 o'clock in the morning. Great check-in time. Oh, it's the best, especially with two small children. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and so that hotel was just like six minutes from James's house. That's good. So I told James that we were going to be at his house between 6 and 7 o'clock in the morning. Which left me with pretty minimal amount of time for sleeping. Yeah, I was going to say, how'd that work out? Because I know you. We made it. No. We were there a uh, little showed before up, 7. You showed up at his place at 7 a.m.? A little before. Man, I remember going to Alpine with you before. That I only had happen. a six-minute drive there, Robbie. And while I didn't get much sleep, I still got more sleep than I did the week before Alpine. <laughs> 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 we'll see if I make my flight next week. Anyway, uh, so then we hot, we all... So I have my van, my seven-passenger, three-row minivan. Yep. And James has a CRV. That's not a tiny car. But it only has two rows. Yep. Uh, it's been lifted two inches, which is a little weird. Really? It's enough that you look at it and you're like, something different about it. But not enough that you're like... That's clearly lifted. It's clearly been lifted. And it still has stock wheels. I think the tires maybe have a little more sidewall to them, but it's stock wheels... Uh, and it's so been it's lifted just, two inches, and so it just he kind lifted. Of, yes, for why? Because he's James Morgan. Because he, someone just like, hey, I got this lift kit. He's like, yeah, I'll take that. I don't know, man. Well, there's got to be a story. Uh, we'd have to ask him. Okay, have him on the show sometime. We'll see. <laughs> maybe <laughs> strong, maybe the strong, maybe. <laughs> uh, so we decided that we were going to take the CRV and not the fit. Or the minivan. <laughs> so you had three people in the back of the. Back but I told seat. James that like I'm not. I don't totally trust my minivan. You trust it to get to Chicago? Yeah, but I don't know if I trust it to get us to Lime Rock and back. No, it's it's, it's fine. I've driven. That's that's like your focus, man. That's my focus now. That's just I, I would drive that anywhere. Yeah, and that left me stranded on the side of the road when it was negative fifteen, Robbie. But the Mini Cooper did that to me. Yeah, but it wasn't negative fifteen. It was one hundred fifteen. I mean, I'd rather be stranded in that. That's fair. <laughs> it's less likely to kill you. 
True. <clears throat> anyway, uh, so we <laughs> we piled into the CRV, which was a bit of a fit. Yeah, I bet. Uh, well, so we've learned that if there's some, if Katie sits in the back seat with Kaylee, she's less cranky. Yeah, yeah. So Katie does that like almost all the time anyway, which would make sense. But in the minivan, she still sits in the middle of the back seat. Like she doesn't sit in the third row. Okay. She just sits between Logan and Kaylee. Do you have th- like a proper three row? Yeah. Like you don't have two buckets in the back? No. Oh. No, it's okay. a proper three row. Okay. I was, I was picturing two it's buckets. It's a full seven passenger minivan. Gotcha. Pretty, sim- pretty easily. Like, you, mean, you mean eight? No, two. Three, in the f- two oh, yeah. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the middle, The middle of the front is not what I would call comfortable. I believe that. But there's a seatbelt there for it. Oh, then it's legal. Yeah. The middle of the back is more comfortable because it's a full-fledged chair. Yeah, it's wider. Whereas the middle of the front is designed to fold down underneath the... Oh, yeah, the stow-and-go? Not as much as my caravan did, but it does have some of that. And it's designed to fold all the way down so that you can pass between them. Oh, okay, yeah. So. Okay. But we didn't take the minivan. No, we took the the HRV. And when we got back, when we got back to James's house, uh, which is a whole different story, but I'm going to tell this part because it's kind of funny. Uh, Jabay's parents were sitting on. So James lives next door to Adam's parents. Yes, in one of Adam's parents' rental houses. Okay, and they were sitting on the front porch of their house when we got back, and just like the most adorable elderly couple. Ever just, just sitting on the porch, just watching, sitting on the porch, watching life just go by, watching the world on a Sunday afternoon. Just that sounds relaxing. Just enjoying life, right? Yeah. Uh, and they were, <laughs> and we all start on like I got out of the CRV. Katie gets out of the CRV, and then and they're like, "Oh, you know, hi," and, and like, "Oh, are you Adam?" Like, "Yep, I'm. Uh, that's me." You know, they're like, "Oh, yeah, we've you know, yeah, we heard blah blah blah." <laughs> and then like I pull my children out of the back, and they're like, "Well, why didn't you just take the?" <laughs> Let's just take the minivan. Like, eh, I, don't, I don't really trust it. They're like, well, you trust it to get to Chicago? Like, yeah, but that's not Lime Rock. <laughs> See, they have the same thought. Yeah, well, you'd be fine. <sighs> Probably would have. Yeah, you should have done it for the content. Took the I co- didn't need more content. This, this. I think you did. Like we probably, I probably could have used more content. Frankly, I don't have a whole lot to say about the event, honestly. <laughs> That's because you didn't get to see it. Right. But <laughs> I was so tired. I can see that. So I got like five hours of sleep Wednesday night. And then... I assume you drove the whole time. No, James drove most... No, 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 no. To, to get to Chicago. Oh, clearly. I wouldn't let Katie drive. She terrifies me. <laughs> hey, you went to sleep anyways. Right. Yeah, okay. Fair yeah. enough. And so we all pile in the CRV. Um, rear-facing baby seats take up an obnoxious amount of room. Oh yeah. So I had to have one I had to have the passenger seat slid way forward so that the baby seat would fit behind me. Okay. And James was like, "Well, I guess I'm driving the whole way cuz I'm not sitting there." Like, "All right, sorry, man." <laughs> so we get in the CRV and uh James had a buddy, a coworker of his that followed us in his CRV the whole way there. Okay. His name was Ray. We ruined his life. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's been to a grid life before, but not with us, not with a grid life regulars. So he just like just on like his own had, went to like a Right. Gingerman? He had been to a Midwest festival before with some friends. Okay. Before he worked wherever it is that James works. Okay. And now he works with James and he's like, 
And Jesus is like, oh, well, yeah, you've experienced, but you haven't really experienced yeah. it, right? Like, it's, you, it's a different... You've, you've been there, but you're not in. Right. Yeah. It's a different experience. And so he talked him into going to Lime Rock, because apparently he has some family that live in, like, Philly or something like that. So he stopped on his way home and visited his family or something. I don't know. Uh, so Ray followed us there. Relatively uneventful there, but... Yeah. Um, on the way there, like we stopped in one of those Indiana or Ohio um, roadside places where they have sparrows. I have no idea what you're talking about. The the rest area places on the turnpike. Oh, yeah, okay. Where they where the only thing you can eat is the Burger King, yep, the Sparrow Pizza, and then there's like an Auntie Anne's soft pretzel place right. and a Starbucks. Those are your options. Yep, all of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there's you know six of them across the state or whatever and there's one on each side of the road and they're all the exact same thing copy paste copy paste yeah yep. so apparently James really enjoys like that's a that's a, his jam that's a guilty pleasure Sparrow Pizza is it good it's like I'm sure you've had it before it's it's where would I have had it there's one in Jordan Creek it's a mall pizza point Joint. I can promise you I've never had pizza mall or mall pizza. I mean, it's not bad pizza. If I'm at the mall, there are like eight things I would eat before pizza. You should try it sometime. Okay. It's not the worst pizza. But you said that to me about Caesar, uh, uh, Little Caesars. No, I still haven't no, no, done no. that. Well, Little Caesars, okay. I thought you were going to bring up the Caesars the thing again. I was going to say, Ravi, you wanted a cheap place to eat. You didn't specify that it needed to be delicious. Have we you talked about that? On the, have we talked yes. about that? Oh, my God. Uh, like a long time ago. Oh, man. But dude, it's a $5 buffet. It's not going to be good pizza. It's going to be $5 <laughs> buffet pizza. What do you fucking want from me? <laughs> You sold it hard, too, man. I don't hate the place. You were like, no, man, seriously, we don't have a lot of money. Let's just go to CeCe's. It'll be a $5 buffet. Sure. Pizza. Can't go wrong. The CeCe's in Detroit or Royal Oak, Michigan is not. It was a $5 pizza. It's not great. Buffet. What do you want from me? <laughs> it's fine, Robbie. It was, it's perfectly adequate it $5 was, buffet. It was fine. I was in college. It worked out. It was an adequate $5 buffet. I survived. You've eaten worse, probably. Today? Yeah, see? <laughs> didn't cry about it, at least. I didn't cry. <laughs> Everyone's a critic. <laughs> anyway, so when we stopped at the first one, we started talking to Ray a little bit about what he could experience. And, like... James is selling this shenanigan level that I apparently get myself into at every event. He's not wrong. Uh, it seems to find But him. I was like, James, like you're selling this kid real hard. We're not going to get into any shenanigans. You know that, right? Like You're selling him real hard. But you did, though. I mean, not really. Not Midwest Festival shenanigans. Oh, no, gosh, no. So he, he had James listen to, or he had Ray listen to uh, the... The Midwest Festival recap from this year. Yep. With the unit. Yep. And the world's fastest Canadian. <laughs> great, great episode, by the way. <laughs> and he had him listen to the show that we recorded with a in Abe's bus at Mid Ohio two years ago with Tommy. Oh God, yeah. The day after the well armed Ohioans. That was 
That was a time. Yeah, so that he could kind of get a feel for this level of shenanigans that we could achieve. But like I knew coming into this, we weren't gonna achieve. No, those those ones are peak. Well, and, and then it probably wasn't gonna happen. At and Lime then Rock. like I realized that I'm involved in these shenanigans, but I'm not the you're purveyor not, of them. You don't. You're, you're I'm just not, there. You're I'm not, not the, the cause, yeah. right? Like I go along with it. I'm not gonna stop. Yeah, no, it'd be rude of me to stop it. Both for the content as well as the people involved. What I love now is that people, my friends. When we're not even there, say that they do – that is their reason for doing things. Yeah, for the content. When they know it's a bad idea, well, we'll just do it for the content. Like, we're not even there, guys. Like, you don't I, – I do want to hear about it. Yeah, I guess whatever it takes to just let you sleep at night. Just justify it. I don't care. Right. How. <laughs> it's fine. <clears throat> I say it at work sometimes and nobody gets it. Same. Well, a couple people get it, but – Yeah. So, anyway uh, – but I'm telling James, I'm like, dude, he's, this is you're 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 hyping this up, and we're, I mean, we we could get into some level of shenanigan, sure, yeah. But like, it's not going to be armed Ohioan shenanigans. It's not, it's not going to be ten on a ten scale. No, no, it's it's going to be a solid seven at best. At best, right? It's going to be Asian zing, not ghost pepper. Yep. At best, yeah, it'll, it'll be a little spicy. Like at- we're missing we're missing key players to the shenanigans. Yeah. No Dalton, no Tommy, no Matt, no no Matt. Well, Matt was there. Matt was there. Matt sneak attacked us. I knew, yep, I forgot. Yeah. So whatever, it didn't matter. So we get there. <coughs> Katie's <laughs> Katie's grandma lives in a very small town in the Appalachian Mountains of Pennsylvania, uh, in like in the coal mining mountains. Yeah, right? Silent, like, Silent Hill. Right. the The town that Silent Hill is based off of, the town that has the fire underneath it, is not that far away. Like less than two hours from Katie's grandma's house. Okay, it's not that far away. Right. Um. And so, I preface this to James that like this is going to be a bit of an experience for you as a city boy. Yeah. This is going to be a culture shock in a way you're not understanding. You see. Is James well traveled? He seems like he'd be well traveled. I think he might be semi well traveled, but like, he, yeah, but he's not destined. He's not going to places like Northwest Iowa, Central Pennsylvania, right? He's not going. <laughs> he's not going to Kylertown, Pennsylvania, or anything like that. Like, and you know, as as non political as I can make this, yeah. there's sometimes there's reasons he can't necessarily go to those places. Do I just say it? There was, I mean, he's a black guy. He's it's a, fine. He's a black guy in a, in a very red state. How about that? Well, there was a, there was a flag across the street that said, uh, "I didn't vote for him," and then something about Trump underneath it. Yeah, like, of course. So, I mean, that's where that's where we're at. That's fine. Whatever. Sure. To each their own. Doesn't matter. I don't want to get into that. No, this that's is not. not that, that, that's not. Really. That's not where. But we're I going. did. I did ask Katie. Like, is that going to be a problem? She's like, well. I mean, it'd be a bigger problem if he was gay, but he's he's black, so that's probably because her her family is like very devoutly anti that stuff. Right. Uh, when we were going home, I I left Lime Rock Saturday night, yep. and s- crashed for a few hours at Katie's grandma's house. Uh-huh. She wouldn't let me sleep in the same bed as Katie because we're not married. You have that's, two children. That's the we've been together for twelve years. We've literally lived together one day longer than we've been dating. Yeah. Which is a... A whole different story. A whole different story. 
<laughs> but uh, like, yeah, uh, you have two children together. Right. But she would not because we're not married. That's the level of of uh, religious that her grandma is. Where did James sleep? Outside in, in the yard? No. Uh, that we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> I was fully prepared to <laughs> sleep in a tent. I was fully prepared to set the tent up and sleep with James <laughs> in the tent, but we found other options. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> so we get there and like Katie's grandma's house was built in like 1912 yeah. and was most recently remodeled in like 1935. Like so it's, it, it's rough on the outside. It, all of the housing, yeah, it, where they live, like I think, is an incredibly poor part of this country. And yeah, there's like nothing there. Yep, because I don't think that the mining and the mining industry in that area is dead. I think it's been mostly mined out. Yeah, and then like the mining industry, coal mining in general is pretty rough these days. Yeah, for a multitude of reasons. Only a handful of people are making money at it. Right, and it's not the people that are working in the mine. Right, and and I think the mines have all but dried up in that part of Pennsylvania anyway, because we've been doing it for a hundred and fifty years or whatever. Right. right, and so like there's nothing there, but because it's so mountainous, um, there's <clears throat> there's only so many places you can build. Right, right. So like when you're driving down back roads there, you feel like you never leave town. Because there's always houses and there's always stuff. But that's because like when you and I think of like, oh, we've left this town and we're in these wide open spaces, like and we will only see houses every so often because they can build them anywhere here. Yeah. yeah. But there they're like the road is here because that's where the road can be. And so then the house has to be built here because that's where the road is. That's the only place to put it. Right. And there's a road that goes from here to here and that's it. <laughs> Okay. You know, and so, like, people have built – so you don't really feel like you've left town because the trees are so thick that you can't see very far and, and you see the houses all the time. Yep. So it just feels like you've never left town when you think of it from an Iowan point of view. Yeah, yeah. But um, she lives in this small little – I mean, there can't be 500 people in this little bitty town. Okay. Um, and I think all of them are, are pretty low-income people. Well, I don't imagine there's like there's no like there's, there's no the, factory, there's no industry out there really. Yep. I mean, pretty much everybody who has a job is in the service industry, and that's not a good way to build an economy and a and a like a decent living right population. Your base, the base of your of your lower income people is not good right. when all you have is service. Right, and you're just servicing. Those same oh, people. Yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah, just like, poor. here's your $15 for working today. Yep. Now I'm going to go across the street and spend it at that place. And then they're going to take yeah, that $50 just, and bring it right back to me tomorrow. Yeah, it just stays in this. Yeah. So it's <clears throat> so everything is extremely run down. Okay. It's rough. Yeah, I, I'm picturing it. I can. Yeah. I've, I've driven through those areas. <laughs> I kind of wish I would have taken a picture of the house, but we pulled up at the house and James was like, what? I was like, oh, it's that house right there on the right. And James is like, people live in that? Like, yeah, it's it's out of control, dude. Huh. Is it like a wood-burning stove house? Yes. Okay. It's 100% a wood-burning stove house. Wow. Uh, the no, fact so that that house hasn't burned to the ground. In, a, is, in the 100 years it's been a thing. Well, no, in the, like the last 30 minutes <laughs> is a shock to me. Okay. 
because uh, her grandma fancies herself a bit of a DIYer, apparently. She has no... Business being a DIYer. No business being those things. Like, so that house is wired by a, <laughs> someone that's never done wiring. By like an 80-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> like her husband's been dead for, I don't know, 20 years or something like okay. that. Okay. And like there's, a, there's an electric heater hanging on the wall, like one of those... Uh, like the ones that get... Ones that like hang on the wall, that you build into the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just has the hot coil and blows... And a a fan blows across that hot coil. You can burn paper on. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, and like you know, you wire them to your to their own breaker, and your. Uh No, she bought an an extension cord, cut the end off of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. The place is terrifying. (laughs) Got other things that'd be drafty as hell too. Um, There's a rock in their backyard. Years ago, when Katie semi, when Katie and I had semi first started dating, I think. This was like eight years ago. We've been together for like 10 years or whatever. This is, or 12 years. So this was like eight or 10 years ago. We, I went up there with them uh, and stayed there for a week for the family vacation thing. And we, we took the Audi and yeah. and went up there. So <clears throat> we had our dog. So I was living in my house. Yep. But not for very, like, that like was like Short. the first summer that we yeah. had owned the house at that point. Um, and, uh, I was just like desperate for anything to do that wasn't inside Family. of that house. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> and so like, I was like, Oh, the lawn needs mode. Like I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> and so her grandma was like showing me the lawnmower and stuff like that. And she's like, there's the, the big rock out there, the rock in the middle of the backyard. Don't move it. And I was like, what? She's like, Oh, it's covering an old air inlet from, for the mine that's underneath the town. And it's big enough that a kid could fall in it, so we just put that big rock over it. Are you fucking kidding me? It's like a, it's like a fucking opal mine in. Uh, no, it's a coal in, mine. That's what I'm saying. It's like an opal mine in in Australia. Yeah. It's just like a you know like a two foot hole or yeah. three foot hole in the ground. Yeah. And it's like a hundred feet deep. <laughs> and they just leave them there. Yeah, that's what this is. Oh God. There's a coal mine underneath that town that's been. Closed down for a billion years, but there's a foot and a half. But there's like a, there's like a hole that's big enough that a small child, could, like my son, could fall in it. I couldn't, but my son could. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, not, it's not the size of a manhole, but it's like half of a manhole. No, but like when you see that, like the kid fell down a mine shaft, and, and they're like on the news, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're like excavating this hole that's eight inches across. Yeah, it's one of those, except it's in their backyard, and it's been there for. Th- a hundred years. Right. The house was built a hundred years ago. And so the mine's been there at least that long. Yep. So like that's the level of craziness. Don't move the that rock. Is this place. The best part is the rock is small enough that you could just pick up and move it. Well, I mean, I could have moved it, but it would have been effort. Effort. Right. Yeah. But like I could have rolled it. It yeah, was yeah. it was between knee and waist height and roughly round. Yeah, you could have moved it. Like I could have pushed it out of the way and then not had to mow around it. I think that's what she was worried about is that I was going to roll it away and mow around it instead of mowing around it. I was going to roll it out of the way and just pass right on by. And so I was As a like, guy that doesn't mow his own lawn, there's no way you're well, moving time a rock. Well, that's I was mowing my own lawn, Robbie. Come on now. Come on now, Robbie. I haven't been doing that forever. So, uh, so we drop, drop Katie off and we leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as quickly as we could. Mostly because we had a still we had still had six hours to drive at this point. Okay, uh, I like how we're 
an hour into this podcast, we haven't even made it to Lime Rock. Well, there's, I don't have much to say about Lime Rock, to be honest with you. Okay. This, this episode is about the traveling to and from Lime That's Rock. usually what the, where the shenanigans happen. Is not the, the event is not the highlight of our weekend recaps, generally speaking. That's fair. Like the on track things are not the highlight of our no. weekends. That's just that's just that's not what people tune in for. No, if they want that, they'll. That's go. hardly even what people go to grid life for. Let's be honest. That's also fair. <laughs> that is very fair. I mean, if you just want for, track time, for how serious people are about the rules, they're really not even there. For if that. all you want is track time, there's way better ways to get it. Uh huh. But if you want an experience. There's few ways to get an experience the likes of just about any grid life event on or off track, frankly. Yep. yep. So anyway, so we we got like another hour or two down the road and we're like, Man, we should probably eat, right? And then we also – we needed to stimulate the local economy. Of course. And by that, I mean stop at Walmart. <laughs> what did you forget? So – what did I forget? Uh, so I didn't have a pillow. Classic. Which I didn't buy at Walmart. I forgot to buy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like in the in the throes of the worst allergy attack I've ever had in my life. Okay. Like I had gone through a box and a half of Kleenexes since we left Chicago. Out of control. Just like a faucet. Just never ending. And huh. so I was like, we, we got to get some allergy meds. Yeah. Uh, Ray wanted to get some like ramen and some other random stuff because he had bought some sort of electric heating plate thing that he could make some food on. I don't know. Okay. Uh, and like we just needed a few random little things. It wasn't, excuse me, it wasn't too bad. For the most part, I remembered most of the things. That's good. That I needed. You, you're learning. Slowly but surely. Don't you just leave your pillow in the trailer? Yeah, but the stacker didn't come. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. So, that, I mean, it could be why you forgot your pillow. I was happy that I had uh, I had an air mattress at home, but we'll get to my air mattress because I'm still mad about it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we stopped at a Walmart, and then we got some food at a KFC, and I fire up my GPS, and it tells us to go the opposite way from the way that we came to get on the interstate, or to get off the interstate. It was telling me to go the opposite way. Quite literally, just back where you came from. Right, because like, I can see the interstate. It's right there, right? Okay. And so I'm looking, I'm like... So I back out and I go back and like, yep, that's, that's what it's telling us to do. And so I kind of zoomed out and like, dude, there was like a 20 to 30 mile run of eastbound interstate 80 shut down that was as dark red as I've ever seen it. Like it just as well have been black. It was basically saying avoid yeah. at all. And so costs. It was literally sending us through the back roads of Pennsylvania at nine o'clock at night or whatever it was. Have you ever seen the movie Wrong Turn? <laughs> the comment may have been made more than once okay good <laughs> so uh so we just like take off and start driving whatever we're yeah you're gonna follow the gps and like but the road it's totally dark yeah. and these roads are pretty fucking wild yeah there's a lot of turns um and there's blind corners bl- and the trees there's so there's, there's no, no shoulder yep there's trees yep there's no light, even if there is the moon. Six inches of grass, tree line. Yep, that sounds. And right. it's probably a, a sixty foot drop. Right, right now, yeah. yeah. If you can get, if the trees don't catch you, the rocks at the bottom will. Yep. <laughs> Whatever's left, yeah, it can just crumble down there. Right. And so we 
whatever, I guess this is what we're doing. So we're bonsaiing through the back roads of mountain roads of, of central Pennsylvania in a lifted CRV, uh, in the dark. And we get to where it tells us we're supposed to go back to get on the interstate and that road's closed. Great. And like, it's not just, that doesn't just have a sign, like that road doesn't exist right now. Like the, the bridge is gone. They're, they're in the process of rebuilding that road. It doesn't exist right now. So we couldn't go through it. Yep. Although we did have a lifted CRV. We, we could have tried. The thought did cross our mind, but the CRV behind us was not a lifted CRV. <sighs> and so we went the other way and it like kept trying to send us back that way. So we just kept going farther and farther away in the general direction we thought we needed to go uh-huh. until it eventually gave us a different route. But dude, I we we were way out of the way. We were thirty seconds off of being lost in the middle of nowhere with little to no cell phone reception. And little to no, like, running out of gasoline. No, we were good on fuel, but, like, it was pitch dark, pretty shitty fuel, or uh, pretty shitty cell phone reception, and a place that none of us had literally ever seen in our entire lives, ever. That's just good content. And so, like, we're kind of lucky we didn't get lost. (laughs) We got back on the interstate, and we we bonsai down the road. We got to Lime Rock at 1 o'clock in the morning again. Nice. Seems to be a reoccurring theme. Yeah, common for me. theme there. Yeah. So, uh, and then it took us like 20 minutes of driving around uh, Lime Rock to find the dino. Because they the, have it in like a weird spot? It was kind of. So, Lime Rock is very, very um, sound conscious. Really? They have, sound, they have sound restrictions. I did not know that. We got a sound free weekend. Grid Life did. Nice. A sound restriction free weekend. Yeah. Well, but we still couldn't start until 9 a.m. and we had to be done at 6 p.m. And there's still no racing allowed on Sundays. Sunday. So like even though it was a noise restriction free, we still had we still had to we still couldn't start until nine and we had to be done by six and we still weren't allowed to race on Sundays. And that's that way whether you're IMSA. Whether you're uh Joe Blow running a track day or IMSA, you cannot start till nine you have to be done by six and you can't race on sundays yep like that's the rules that's crazy written into the township how far are they away from a town uh, I, I didn't well, i thought they were kind of like so that's again that's hard because that area isn't really that wasn't that much different than where we were at in pennsylvania right so that was kind of why i was explaining that like you don't I don't know how far we were from a town because okay. there's houses every hundred feet when you're driving down the road. Like, so like I took that picture there. That's looking across the back straight up the mountain. The top of that mountain right there yep. is the Appalachian Trail. Oh, cool. And there's a river at the bottom of the trees, the tree line, and then it comes back up to the track. Yep. That's on the back side of the track on the back like up the hill. Yep. But uh, on the other side, on the front side of the track, uh, apparently, so Lime Rock, most of the area that we were in in Lime Rock is the inside of the track. You cross, there's a bridge that crosses over the track, like between turns six and seven. Oh, yeah. Um, And then you're inside the track. And there's an upper paddock and a lower paddock A and paddock B. And the lower paddocks, like, they're built, like, to kind of contain the sound. Oh, because that, that makes sense. Because they're along the front paddock or along the front straight. Yep. And then on the other side of the front straight was some more, I think, spectator viewing area that we were not using because we didn't have an IMSA hundred thousand people crowd. Yep. Which I don't think they've had in 
30 Ever. years yeah. probably. But then I, I guess there's houses right there. Like I would say that um, some of those houses, you could tell their backyards butted up against the fence of the racetrack. Like oh, wow. um, as you come out of the last turn, turn seven, um, the first, like say if the straightaway was split up into 25 or into quarters, the first quarter of that, the fence and the there the catch fence is right there next to the track. Yep. And the other side of that catch fence is somebody's backyard. Oh wow. Which would be the dopest house. It would be great if, if you're, you're a into fan. It. Yeah, if you're a fan. Yeah. Cuz it would be like one of the best like if you could just walk through your backyard and stand there watching on the catch fence watching coming out of the last corner and down the front straightaway towards start finish would be the best place to watch. That'd be awesome viewing. Be a really good place to watch if you're into it. Yeah. If you're not into it, really fucking suck. That's a terrible place to live. Terrible place to live. <laughs> and some of those houses, I would say, in their defense, were probably there first. A hundred years ago. Because you got to remember, this is like old, old yep. America, yep. right? And so... Some of those houses probably were there before Lime Rock was, to be fair. Okay. This isn't like a lot of these other tracks where the track was built, then the houses got built, and then now they're pissed about the track. Yeah. The track probably did come second. However, that was 60 years ago. Right. And the owners of that house probably didn't come before the track, but whatever. Um so yeah, they they have pretty strict sound restrictions. And huh. so we I never would have guessed that. So the dyno got kind of put down in the bottom of paddock B, lower paddock B, to kind of be hidden a little bit and to try and block some of the sound. So it was a kind of a weird place where we didn't get a lot of foot traffic. And it was also kind of hard to find even for us. Also, it was 1 o'clock in the morning. We were yeah. dead-ass tired. So, But, yeah, it was, it was kind of rough to find it, which most of the spectators and the car show and the concourse and stuff like that that was going on was a, was in the upper paddock. Yep. And so you had to be like kind of committed and there's a there's a staircase that goes down to paddock A, which is where most of the competitors were. And then paddock B would have been like where the big rigs were. Okay. And so cuz it paddock B area is, is a lot wider, A is long and narrow. And so, like, regular car trailers and people who drove their cars there, they, they for the most part, they filled in paddock A. And then the guys with the toters yeah, the and the stackers and... and the RVs were over by us. And so most of the crowd just, if they came down to the lower paddock area, they just came down the steps from the upper paddock into paddock A, walked around that a little ways, and then went back up. Okay. Because, like... It's a really good track to watch racing. Oh, definitely. It's a really good track to watch. Uh, the, the viewing is really good because um, the inner area of that, tr- of like the upper paddock, is above the racetrack. So you're looking down at the track. Oh, that's perfect. It's so good. Like uh, turn one, two, three, and four, it's kind of like this big open area that, and you're you can sit on a hill and there's trees. And you can, so like you can sit on the hill underneath the tree shade and just watch like four out of seven of the corners of the track and the track like, you know, is literally a minute long or less. Yep. And so it, there's, you know, like road America, there's a bunch of really cool places where you can kind of sit on hills and you're like up you're over miles apart, but the, the lap times are two to three minutes long. 
And so cars go, and then you wait, wait for a little while. Whereas here, like, there's no waiting. Like, Tomo and a bunch of the front leaders of the GLTC were lapping a significant number of cars. Whoa. Which has never happened in a GLTC race no, because never. they're so short. Right. And frankly, because the even the slowest guys aren't that radically slower. No, not usually. So, I mean, it, it's a short track, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it, it, I actually it's really good, like it for deal. Time Attack because the really high-strung cars were still getting more than one flyer per session. Well, that's nice. Because their cars weren't getting so hot on their flyers. Yep. So they could do two like two laps of cool down and then throw another flyer in there. And the like even, you know, Jackie and and Dewey and Houghton, who normally go out and just throw a lap in and then are done. Yep. Because by the time the car cools down, they don't have enough time in the session. They're getting like twelve laps a session. <laughs> and never happens. So they it's... so they're getting three or four flyers a session. Oh shit! Which was awesome. Yeah, that's fun to watch if you can watch it. it, it yeah, it, it, if you were able to get away <laughs> so from the dyno to watch because it, because the dyno uh, basically the dyno is open to the public and to the competitors. And oh, you so know, if someone has their car there that isn't part of Grid Life, they could still jump on yeah, the dyno. Yeah, it's a hundred dollars for GA and seventy five dollars for a competitor. Yep, and then one hundred seventy five dollars an hour for tuning. Which super fair rates? You got to bring your tuner. Yeah, of course. Or remote your tuner in. Which was done a couple of times yep. as well, um, but um, so because it's open to the public, I can't leave the dyno. Yeah, because if someone be walks by there, like I'm, I'm there to make sure that that this thing is paying for itself. There's nothing worse than an empty track or an empty dyno. Right. That's that's exactly <laughs> where we're at on this. And like, if it would have been in the upper paddock, we would have never stopped. I yeah. mean, it would have been. All day, every day. Constant. From 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., nonstop the whole damn time because people would have seen it. But because of where we were... The only people that saw it were the people that actively were looking for it. Right. Or like, honestly, I think we could have like gone and grabbed buddies and had them do free dino pulls just to, so that people would see it, that it was a thing, yep. and then would have brought their cars and paid us. It probably would have. We probably would have made oh. more money by giving a few away. Probably. Just because people could see that it was being used. Or like if you hear it, like, oh, that, there's a dyno. They're doing here. dyno pulls yeah. somewhere. Like, let's go find that. I want to put my, my ratty ass Volkswagen on it or whatever. Nope. So, I don't know. That was, we didn't do a ton of pulls. Really? Did, um, there were a lot of newer GLTC competitors. Oh yeah, like yeah, people from the East Coast that had right people from the East Coast areas that hadn't seen GLTC or hadn't been to GLTC events before, and so they were doing their compliance checks just to make sure that they were turning in their correct comp numbers. Yep, and like we dinoed a guy um, who actually I think did really well on the weekend. He had a, an Integra. Yeah. Um, his first name was Ronnie. He had a really weird last name. If you're listening to this, I'm not even going to try to. I can't, I can't remember. Um, really good looking car. Real friendly guy. Uh, he pulled the car on there. I'm pretty sure it was him. He pulled the car on there before to for compliance. It's a Honda Challenge car. Oh, that's cool. Um, originally, which a, a lot of the Honda Challenge cars should slot right into GLTC with little to no changes except tires. Because okay. they're, that's a Hoosier. Right. Or whatever. Yeah, Continental or whatever. Usually. It wasn't, yeah. um, and so he 
we we pulled the dyno or we we ran the car on the dyno and it made like 180 and he's like like really like i mean that's what the dyno says he's like can i change some stuff I'm like do whatever you want yeah, dude. like you get three poles and after that it's 175 dollars an hour and he's like well i got a tune loaded on the computer like a, an all-out tune i was like yeah whatever load it up and he lo- and it made 203 which is what he thought his other tune was making okay and he's like i'm fucking running honda challenge for two years with 20 horsepower down on what i thought oh, i was no. making <laughs> So that was the last time he'd been tuned. He had two tunes. He had a he had a all out tune, and Hot then he tuned. had a he had just like a a detune tune, and he thought that tune made two two like low between two hundred and two hundred five, and it only made one eighty. Oh man! But like, did it make two hundred five when he had it tuned two years ago? And something's changed since then, and he's lost twenty horsepower. I don't know. Maybe we had a, we had some kids. They they pulled their car up. Uh, there was a a Civic and they pulled the car up onto the dyno and they're like, yeah, we just, we just want to run it, you know, see what it's doing. And, and, uh, they didn't want, we let you choose, uh, for the competitors. Like if you're comfortable doing the dyno pulls, if you, you know, do what it yourself. Doing. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what like, they did at WRL too. Like I don't need to kick Andy out of his car and, and do his dyno pulls for him. He's fully capable. Right. If he's just checking his compliance, if Andy Smedgar comes up to me and says, "Hey, I want to just make sure my car is where I want it to be," I'm not going to do his dinos unless we think he's cheating. Well, so if he gets <laughs> if he gets if he gets impounded, then yeah, get your ass out of your car. That's yeah, that's fair. But if, yeah, if if you're being suspected of cheating, then yeah, but you if this should you know your like <laughs> like some people don't some people I don't need to to do it for them. Right. But other people, they're not comfortable with it. And like GA guys, nobody gets to. No, that's fair. That's just the, that's just the rule. No. We'll, we'll pull the, we'll, depending on what the car is, we'll either let you pull it on or we'll pull it on. Yep. Uh, and then we, we do the dyno runs, which is fair, pure and simple. So we had some kids, some younger guys that were pretty inexperienced with the stuff and they pulled their civic on there. Well, we pulled it on there and, and James, uh, was doing the dyno pulls and I was running the computer and the car, like the dyno, was the nastiest graph I've ever seen. It was um, like, up and down, uh, up and all just over like the place. really uh, bouncing up and down really badly. And you could tell the car was, was like, like, breaking, like shit. breaking up really badly. And at idle, it sounded like a big cammed chop, chop, chop. Yeah, chop. like it sounded rowdy. Almost <laughs> like it kind of sounded cool, but it clearly wasn't supposed to be doing that. No oh, shoot. And so. We we did a dyno pull and it was way down on power and it was breaking up really bad and it like barely even made it to red line and they're like, I mean, what's going on? And James is like a, I mean, he's a mechanic by yeah, day so he, yeah, so he, and he's a Honda fanatic through and through and so he's like, you know, kind of listen off a couple of things that like they should check and I'm like you you care I'm like well you're the only one in the dyno right now so so you got the time I mean if you want to change a few things and make another pull I mean. Yeah, tell someone's you know, in line. Tell someone's in line. I don't care what you do with it. And like, once you get your three poles, I'm switching you to hourly. But you've got three poles to do whatever you want. I don't really care. Uh, and so we ended up swapping. It was a K-swapped car. Okay. Then I'm assuming it was a used engine. Of course. And I don't know how many miles were on that engine, but I I think it was still had the Honda OEM factory spark plugs in it. I mean, they were rough. Yeah, that'll definitely fuck with your power. So we put all <laughs> we put all new spark plugs in it, and it was better, but it wasn't no, not right. fixed. Well, I suppose if it's been running fouled plugs for who knows how long, yeah. and if, 
Yeah. I mean, everything else is probably gross in there, too. Yeah. So I, I think it's funny the the dyno was originally bought as a tool for grid life to, I mean, not, I mean, it, it's a spectacle in of itself and for the GA stuff and oh, things yeah. like that. But like, it was also bought as a tool to make sure that people were, were in compliance post race. Yep. But there's a lot of people who have used it pre-race to make sure they're in compliance, which is exactly what we want. But also there's a lot of people who have realized that they're not where they thought they were. And then, either got tuners on the phone or found somebody at the track yep. like Eric Levine, who comes with Houghton, uh, to, to most of these events. Um, and you know, a lot of these cars are Honda cars. And so he'll, he's, and I think Eric can tune pretty much anything yeah. you give him, but, um, he's, I promise you that there have been since, since the beginning of this year, there's probably been 15 cars that have pulled on that dyno and made more competitive, better cars at the event <laughs> than what they showed up with. Than what they showed up with, which is so, a good thing. I think that's cool. Like, uh, you know, like it, it's it's increasing the parity in a way that I don't think anybody had originally expected. Right. It's making some of these. I think yeah. it's making some of these backpack and mid pack cars be more front pack and and more front of mid pack yep. capable. Yeah, no, I think um, I think the intent was originally to here's the dyno, we're keeping you honest. Right. And but <laughs> it's also it's also gotten some people who didn't realize they weren't where they thought they were yep. and made their cars better because of it. Nice. Which is cool. Yeah, that is cool. So uh we did get a few cool things. We were able to dyno the Fortner's uh AMG GTS. Which is a gorgeous car. It was the worst car I've ever strapped down on a dyno. <laughs> what, was, um, what was so bad about it? Because I know you mentioned well, before that it was awful. So he's got a bunch of AR, AR, or APR makes like an aero kit for the car. Yep. And so they have a bunch of APR carbon aero carbon stuff. stuff on it. So it's got it's got a long approach angle. There's a lot of nose on that car. And yep. the wheels, the front wheels are not super close to the front of the car. And the bumper does not curve back like at all. It's just a big flat air dam. And then there's five inches of splitter in front of that. Yep. And the car's pretty low to begin with. And so it was really hard to get it pulled onto the dyno, uh, even with the approach angle that the dyno allows. We had to block it up block a little bit to get, it, yeah. to get it up on there. And then there's a lot. It doesn't have a full flat floor under it, but there's a lot of flat under tray. Yep. And um, so there was nowhere to be able to run the straps to get to anything because the suspension arms are way up in there. Oh, yeah. And the flat floor was below. Right. So like the straps were coming forward and then having to go up at a really hard angle to get to the arms. And then when I'm wrenching them down, it's pulling on the flat floor stuff, which is just OEM plastics but still i don't want to yeah you don't want to break any of it right and i'm I mean, they're expecting this car to make over 600 wheels so i'm like but it needs to be strapped down so i want it to be really strapped down <laughs> but i also don't want it to rip through these fucking plastics when he hammers on it uh so it was it was hard to get on there it was kind of a pain in the ass which i mean it's not not a knock against the car it's just no it's just it's a it's a uh the we expected josh and i expected to have more trouble getting cars on there at midwest than we did uh-huh. So this kind of made up for it. I had a couple of cars <laughs> that were kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, when I mean you got a splitter that big and you're that low, it's yeah. And you don't have 
all the runoff yeah. in the world. Yep. Yeah, it's I mean it's a challenge. So um, it made like five forty six to the wheel. Uh, I think it was pretty heat soaked. Oh, okay. So the first time that we made the pull, you can't. I couldn't get a wheel chalk in between the the back of the splitter and the front of the tire. I couldn't get the good wheel chalk in there, and uh, that makes a huge difference on keeping that car in place. Right. Um, and the first pull we did, like it pulled really far forward. We clearly was not well enough strapped down. Uh, so he had to, he like aborted the pull like partway through it, yep. and so I, then I like redid the whole thing. Yep. Uh, and. Um, by the time I got it all redone, the transmission was pissed off about how hot it was. Oh shit. The car went into limp mode and wouldn't let it. And so we like had a bunch of fans blown at it. We were squirting water into the front of the car, trying to get it to cool off. Yep. But I think it was really heat soaked when he, when he did the dyno pull. But, uh, Dewey, Dewey comes running in there cause it's a street mod car. So of course Dewey's got to be involved in it. <laughs> uh, and he, you know, before we, like as we're strapping it down and stuff, he's hyping everybody up. Like, I want numbers. Let's do dollar bets. Let's see what this thing makes. You know, and he's and he's like, you know, Cal's dad, uh, Rich. He's like, oh, it's, the shop promised me it's gonna make six eighteen or whatever it's supposed to make. And and there were a bunch of different. And, and Dewey's like, I've been on the, I've been next to this car on track. Like this car makes five fifty or whatever number yeah. it was. And he's like, it's it's not make six six eighteen or whatever. You not think to the wheels. Like. like uh you know, he's like, I, I've been next to this car in a straightaway. Like, I know what it makes, roughly. You know, and no, 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 no. And they're all going back and forth. And, and then we did the pulls <laughs> and made 546 or whatever. Um, Torque Monster. Oh, I bet. So that car's a bad mammer jammer. It's really, really cool. That would be a super fun car. It's a super cool car. I need to get a close. I, so, I is he going to Alpine, do you know? I have no idea. If he is, I'm going to... Stick my head in there. I mean, obviously, I haven't been to a grid life all year, but right, it's a neat little car. I definitely um, like those cars. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool. I love that it's a street mod car. I just it's it's such a neat. It just I I assumed it was track mod. Didn't even think twice about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a neat car to be to be a time attack car. Yes. So more I, more of that. I really encouraged that life. The AMG Mercedes life. You know, they they said like, well, we could. We could spend a bunch of money developing a cheaper car, or we could buy a more expensive car that AMG developed themselves uh-huh. and is much closer to the mark that we want it to be at from the factory. That makes a lot more sense. Is that wrong? They're probably going to end up spending less money, even though the purchase of it is is probably pretty, pretty steep. But yeah. like at the end of the day, they probably spend less money getting that car to where they want it to be than what they would have been if they'd have bought like a you know, a $15,000 STI or whatever. Right. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. Neat. Very fun. Very neat. Uh, we, we dynoed a couple of random GA cars, like a, we got an FD that was a right-hand drive FD that I pulled onto the dyno, which was really kind of a weird experience. Yeah, I bet. Uh, that was pretty cool. That'd be a fun car. Yeah, and uh, just, we... Downed a few random things. It wasn't. We didn't. We weren't really that. Saturday or Friday, we almost did nothing. Really. Once once the uh, track really started getting into it, and like the GLTC guys were, like the first couple of GLTC guys had ran through. We didn't really do that much. Saturday, we did a little more because there were more people. Okay. Because like always with these big events, more people showed up Saturday. Right. So, but because I'm kind of tied to the dyno, I didn't. 
Like I could see the front straight. I could see some of turn seven and some of the front straightaway. And like on Saturday, it never seemed to fail that when some rando wanted their car dynoed, it was either time attack group A or the fucking GLTC race. (laughs) Every time. And so there were multiple times where I'm underneath a car strapping it down with my phone sitting on the dyno with Race Hero open so I can see what times are rolling in. And like one of the times that Houghton reset his time, uh, I I don't remember where it was, but like I think he was in like the 53s at this point. And I'm like, like cheering to myself underneath the <laughs> like fuck yeah you get him like, I think that was the time where because at that point I think Sasha in that 350Z that he has Sasha Anis or Anise or whatever um, in the that crazy that, 350Z yeah, yeah. For, which doesn't produce a crazy amount of power which is wild I, I mean it's not a small amount of no, power but it's it's not what you think it would be for how no, fast he's a, going it's a pretty wild build um, but he was just ahead of of Houghton at that point. Okay. And so, and then I think Houghton just barely squeezed him out like towards the end of his session because he was on like his third flyer of the <laughs> session, which is amazing. And I'm just like, fuck yeah, you know, like this is the best because this is the first time in a long time that we've had a genuine unlimited battle. Yeah. It, all year, there hasn't been much. Like the last, the last two year, or last three year years. Even. Like, yeah, Ferris has been there and he's been setting incredible times, but no one's been chasing him. No, he's been out. I've said, League of his own. I've talked about that on the live stream and on the podcast that, like, I almost feel bad for Ferris at those events because the only thing he's chasing is a record book on, or is a record on a spreadsheet. And that's so much harder to chase than a person who is there on the track with you. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Well, then the motivation's not there. The motivation is is. It's, I mean, it's it's, it's there, lot, but it's, it's there, it's but different. it's not the same. It's, it's, it's just not different. the same. No, I mean, I, um, it's obviously apples and oranges, but like it's it's me going to a a, a mid of TT event. I'm not going to push it ten tenths because I'm not going to take the risk. Or like even that, it's like it'd be you going for a, to an HPDE event and just seeing a, a time pop up on your dash, right? Like it's. I mean, yeah, I, I have a goal. Yeah, I mean, you obviously you want to improve, you want your PB, but like it's not the same as like you chasing Matt Thompson, right? You know? Oh yeah. Now we were both in production D and you're right. challenging each other, right? Way more interesting. You guys yeah. aren't tail to tail chasing each other with less than half a second on the table, right? You know, and that's where that's like, dude, I I can't describe to you how exciting it was <laughs> to like finally have a quality unlimited class battle. battle. Between Houghton in that fucking nutty Evo yep. and Sasha in his just, if not even more nutty, 350Z. It was the best. I've never been so happy about something in my life. Uh, but like... Yeah. That's and good. then uh, Turek was out there. Um, With his Supra. Just banging down laps in that car too. Awesome. It was good to see. Oh, God, it's so good. It's a that's got the the Judd V10 in it, right? yeah, yep, a, yep, sequential, I assume. Oh yeah, Hollinger. Yep. Um, and then he's he's semi local. Like, I think he's from Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah he's from somewhere over there. Yeah, I think he's from Connecticut. So I know he's an East Coaster. Um, and so he was there with that Supra, and then he had his old FRS drift car oh, that fun. he was taking out. Always like that. In the drift sessions, too. Um, this was the first time that they've ever drifted on Lime Rock, full track. Yep. Uh, Friday morning, I was walking over to the driver's meeting because I kind of just wanted, I always like to just kind of be just, around it. Yes. 
Um, and then that was a chance for me to say hi to some people because we had gotten there at one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> so I hadn't seen anybody yet. And they had a like a concession stand, and I'm fucking starving, so I stopped and, and there was nobody in line, so I stopped and grabbed a sandwich. And while I'm standing there waiting for them to give me my sandwich, they were having a corner marshal meeting right there and the at the picnic tables, and they were talking about the drift session. Yep. And the the guy who was running it, he's like, yeah. I don't really know what to expect. He's like, they're, they say they're going to use the full course, but like, I very seriously doubt they're going to drift turn seven. And I was like, <laughs> bro, <laughs> that's like, you don't, even, <laughs> you don't even know. Brian Turk's going to go out there and hit it full speed. Yeah. <laughs> first, was, first lap. Uh, they were, because it was the first time and we were trying to like build a reputation. So here, we can come back. Yeah. They were very <laughs> selective on who they brought in. Yep. And I like, I think I, I almost think they didn't bring in pros on purpose. Oh, really? Because sometimes they're almost as much a problem as anybody. Because they're willing to write the car off. Right. And they're also like not afraid to dirt drop and do shit like that because it's part of the spectacle and the show, right? And that's like yep. the opposite of what we were after here. That's Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And so um, the drifters were supposed to build into the weekend. And I think they did a really good job. I didn't really see... Like carnage or some, anything some, like, like that. I think something um, super dangerous, like yeah, someone getting out of his car did, to grab his bumper. They did really well, um, as far as I know. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't hear anything. There were people drifting turn seven by the end of the weekend, but I don't think they just like went out there and said, "Fuck it, let's do 110 mile an hour entries down this hill." I We've say, never well, driven before. Turk was the only one there that I that I would think would be capable. Michael right Essa was there too. He'd be capable, which he could do. He's a Formula Drift driver. Yep, and yep. like. You know, Robert Thorne is a is a he's, he's capable prospect driver, yeah. and a couple of the other ASM guys I think could do dumb shit like that, and they had their cars there. Okay, um, I mean, when I say dumb shit, I mean like fast, not like, crazy, not like yeah. that's fucking stupid. No. They shouldn't be doing it, but like that, wild shit. Yeah, that's crazy stuff, yeah. right? Um, Hundred ten mile an hour drifts through turn seven at Lime Rock. I don't know yeah. how fast they were going. You know, that's just a <laughs> that's just a guess. I don't know. I don't have any idea how fast they were going, but it had to have been. Pretty gnarly. Hauling. Yeah. yeah. Hauling the mail. So um, Houghton was parked like right across from the dyno. So I got a chance to talk to him quite a bit this week. Nice. This weekend, which was fun because like at one point he came over and was like talking to me. Yeah. Which I felt really weird about. You know who you are. Because like I realized that he knows who I am and stuff like that. But like I was thinking, what was it, five years ago when we went to our first Grid Life event, our first Midwest Fest? Yeah. Like, I, you know, I was a time attack nerd before this podcast started long before. And like, I know I've known who James was for years because he's been such a staple in the sport for so long. Right. And so like, I'm thinking about it, like, man, five years ago, I remember standing on the side of the track, watching James be the first person to ever go sub 30 yep. at Gingerman <laughs> and like thinking, this is the fucking wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. And like, that's James fucking Houghton right there. Like <laughs> he's one of the most accomplished and well-known time attack drivers on the planet. Yep. And like, he's coming over to chit chat with me. <laughs> yeah, like what a fucking weird world. What am I? What? That was the whole point of the podcast, Adam. So we I was giving there. him, I was giving him shit. I told him like, I just want you to know that like, the world has righted itself. I said, I, I don't wish any ill will against you and your GLTC Endeavors. efforts, yep. but that car's in the fucking trailer, broken down, and you're out here setting lap records in a unlimited class Evo, 
and and leading the top of the time attack boards, the world has righted itself. Like <laughs> everything is as it should be once again. I can't even describe to you how happy that made me. How did how did he feel? I mean, I think he was pretty excited to be back in a time attack car. I would imagine doing dumb time attack things. Um, Obviously disappointed about his yeah, GLTC car. Yeah, disappointed about the GLTC car, but excited. Was he? Um, no, sorry, go on. He, he, so the first lap that he, the first lap he did was like a 55. Okay. Which I think was already fast. Fast and quite impressive to, um, to like the marshals and, and to Skip Barber because yeah, Skip, Skip, Skip Barber, Barber was there. Was there. <laughs> like Sam Posey was there. And I remember like, Somebody had mentioned, I think Adam had mentioned that, you know, Skip had asked, like, what, what is that? How is he doing 55s? And James got, James's car was being dyno tuned during that session. Okay. Uh, his Integra, or sorry, his TSX was being dyno tuned. And so as soon as he gets out of his car and, and all that, he came over and was talking to us. And, and that was when I saw that leaderboard which I think every track should have. They really should. Uh, Lime Rock has a board, has like a, a sign up on the wall next to the timing tower that has the absolute track record, uh, the absolute fastest that any car of any make, model, build, design, whatever, has gone around that track like in consecutive order. And so, and so it's got the, the name the year and the time so it's dating back to 1957 and then every right. record that's every time it's been broken and so it started in like the mid minute tens yeah right? mid, 110 40 is, is the, the first 57 one. record right and then it just kind of slowly ticks down and gets into the sub minutes by like the 70s or something like 67 that. uh and then the record the outright record is a 43 2 yeah i think yeah, yeah 43112 set by PJ Jones in 1993 in a Daytona or in a sorry, an IMSA GTP car. Yes. Um, which is stupid fast. Which I think you did the math on it. It was like an average, like what was 128 mile an hour average, 118 I, I think mile so. an hour yeah. average. I, I did the average when we were lap, talking. Which yep. is so dumb. That's crazy fast. Because it's not that fast of a track. It's no. It's a fast track. The whole time, like the average mile per hour is pretty high because there's not a lot of braking. Right. But the max speed is not that high. Correct. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Um, but like, having an average that high you is go, absurd. You go pretty quick given the size of the track, but like you're not doing, there's not, you know, there's not a section where you're doing 180 miles an hour like you are at Coda or Road America. Right. Um, but to average 128 miles an hour or whatever, it was either, I know it was a one something eight. Yeah. So it was either 118 or 128. I can't remember now. No, I, I can't remember now. I did the math, but it was, yeah, it was. But was, to average that is like so crazy. And so I showed that to James. I was like, so this is, this is the time to beat. Yeah. And he's, and I was like, and he's like, what did I just run? I was like, it was a, like a 55. So you got some work to do. <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, well, that was about the most mediocre of laps I've ever ran in my entire life. <laughs> he says the car was breaking up pretty bad and, and it wasn't like I, it just. Yeah, it wasn't where it was, you know, needs he, to be. That was literally his first flyer he's ever done at Lime Rock Park oh, in a real car. Right. You know, I'm sure he's got tons of iRacing time on it. But, yeah, that's one of the free tracks. Right. And so um, 
as the weekend went on, like I, you know, that was the challenge, which I I didn't expect it to ever come close, even come close. <laughs> but to see a sub fifty would have been really amazing, really amazing. Um, he told me so that car makes eight seventy on calibration four, which is full kill mode. Okay, and I on Friday night he told me uh, that he asked Eric to add a few more pounds. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> car hasn't blown up yet. Let's add a few yeah. more pounds. We're clearly not close to the ragged edge yet. Yeah. So um, I'm guessing on Saturday that car, if he was using full kill, was making in the nines. Wow. So uh, he said it was a really understeery car. Like it was, there just no, was no front end grip on that car. Oh, shoot. Uh, for the weekend. Um, that's not confidence inspiring. At some point, horse. somebody told me that he was Scandinavian flicking it into corners. Yeah. Like he's in a. Th- Sunday Cup fit with chasing Matt Williams, except he's in a 900 horsepower Evo with a custom carbon fiber body on it. Wild. And he's Scandinavian flicking it to try and get it to rotate because it just had no front end grip. Yikes. So, uh, that's pretty wild. So he's, I mean, there's some time on the table then. Yeah. So, um, I think he ended like a, oh man, what did he end in? A 51. That's, that is moving. Fifty-one nine. No, I don't remember. It's fast. Uh, I was a little worried there. Um, so they did this thing they called. So the event was called Circuit Legends, right? Yep. And the idea behind it, I, we've talked about it a little bit, but the idea behind the whole event was that it was supposed to be a festival level budget, but no music. And the budget that would normally cover the music, which is. Uh, pretty absurdly large amount of not a festival budget um, was supposed to bring in vintage era cars, if you will, from like the early 2000s back to like the 80s that were street cars, race cars, the cars of our youth, because most vintage races are more of the cars of our parents' youth. And like we're old enough now that these cars are vintage. Oh, yeah. You know, and so... Uh, the first, the circuit, they, they did a the Circuit Legends shootout where they wanted cars that they felt represented um, grid life and uh, not only grid life, but like us as a, as a population. Right. So like um, Super K, which is Alex Moss and, the, the and Smedgard's green, lime green S2000. Yep. Um, Alex Moss owns it. Andy Smedgard, ASM guy, built it. Um, K-swapped, DCT-swapped, Ford uh, 8.8 IRS-swapped. I mean, like it's... it's <laughs> One lap completing. It looks like an <laughs> S2000, but that's about it anymore. Yep. Um, but Jabay apparently considers that to be the most legendary street driven Honda on the planet. I can't disagree. You know? And so like that was, that was why we wanted that in there. And then James obviously is James Houghton. And you know, like I'm sure if Will, Will would have been there or Ferris would have been there or any of our like hardcore top of the line, unlimited competitors would have been more than welcomed into the circuit Legends shootout. Uh, Matt Williams in his fit, which (laughs) seems like a little weird, but like he's, Probably the most dominant individual driver mm-hmm. uh, in grid life history. track battle history, and maybe even in grid life history period. Yeah, I think so. He's probably been on the top spot of the podium more than anybody else. 
in, in a full field. We were thinking about it. Uh, I don't know if this is true. Nobody said it wasn't, but apparently this may be the first weekend in the history of spec fit and or Sunday cup because they've technically they've both changed. been a class yeah. at one point uh, that Matt competed and did not win. Oh, wow. He got second though. He did get second. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Ross, uh, the guy that won in his fit went out there and like threw down a hero lap first session and never found that time again. <laughs> no shit. Which is kind of, I, I, I saw in the chat that Matt joked about letting him think that he had it. Like, right. like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he got a good lap yeah, in. Yeah, I let him, yeah. let him have it for a minute and then yeah. I'll take it later. So, um, but during the circuit legend shootout session, which does not the time does not count. They were timing it, yeah, but it doesn't count towards your towards anything in the weekend. Okay, uh, James went faster than he had <laughs> any other point in the weekend, and there's only one session left, which was the Saturday afternoon session, yep. which historically is not the session you're going to set a time. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, ready to go over and petition to Adam that we let that this, time. This counts. Count. This counts. You know, and then um, in the last session of the day on Saturday. Towards the end of the session, somehow James threw in some sort of hero lap on what was huh. probably burned out A7s at that point. Right. On a hot track in the middle of the blazing sun of the afternoon and managed to set a, a new, I think, production car record for that track. Wow. So Good for him. That was neat. Um, as usual, in Street Mod, Jackie ran away with it. He's... Yeah, he's kind of a real dumb fast. Yeah, he's kind of uh, head and shoulders above. Yeah, most like at this Dewey, point. Dewey was there. Yep. Dewey was chasing him down. I mean, he was, you know, he was competitive. Yeah, but uh, it's just it's it's the Jackie Ding show. Yeah, he's got a hell of a car, and he's a hell of a, hell driver. Of a driver. It's, so, it's hard to beat that. Yeah. Um, street, uh, Ben Lynn, in his gears and gasoline Evo. Oh yeah, uh, like. Went out and set a, a real fast lap, I think first session of Friday, and then blew up his turbo and managed to somehow hold on to the oh, no to the number one spot for the weekend, which was kind of a disappointment for everybody else. I'm right. like, I'm sure Ben was happy that he got this. That's not the way he wanted to win it, I'm no. sure. But I'm sure, you know, and it's probably frustrating because you know there was more time on the table. Right. Most likely. Which is, yeah, it's frustrating for everybody. Right. Um, Club TR, Ben Thorne was the only like real front running Club mm. TR car there this weekend. Uh, so he pretty handily took that class. Gotcha. Uh, like I already talked about Sunday Cup track mod. Um, there were a couple of interesting cars there, but um, I think it was, I think Grant Walker in his Miata, which is a really cool car. And he's really a, a been a, in the last two years, he's really stepped up his driving okay. in that car. Yeah. I remember like the first year or two that he was a grid life regular. That car looked way crazier than it performed, and he's really amped up his game. It's been fun to watch him last year and this year. So, uh, but yeah, I think that pretty much covers GLTC. It was it. I mean, Tomo Gomer show. It was it, <clears throat> GLTC does stand for Grid Life Tomo Cup. I don't know if everybody else knows that or not, but no. that's they know. That's they're, what it stands for. They're aware. He's an alien. He's yep. a freak of nature. It's not fair. Uh, they gave him more weight. He just went faster. Yeah, as it did. Watch well, because he switched from uh, Kumos to RE71Rs. <laughs> well, I mean, on the weekend, 
Like as he wins races, his he car keep, gets heavier and he yep. keeps going faster. Yep, he did. So that's crazy. He's a, he's an alien. Yeah, he's a freak of nature. Yep. So yeah, we'll just have to. <coughs> I think the new rules will have to be that uh, if you're in the top ten, you have to run 300 treadwear. I like that. Rule. <laughs> I like that rule. I'm in on that rule. So and then yeah, if you're in the back. You can run Hoosiers. Fuck it. You yeah. Know, what difference? I mean, is <laughs> Put me on Hoosiers. When, it don't when matter. You're, when, you're, like t- when your lap times are twenty percent off of where they need to be. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what tire you have. No. Let you run at ten to one. I mean, does it matter? We'll we'll get sponsored by Accelera, and that could be the tire. Accelera. Yes, yeah, that that cheap. Oh it, Jesus. Yeah, it's that drift tire. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> the Hunter Treadwear that wears. Like a 400 treadwear. Yeah. <laughs> it has the grip of one as well. Yeah, right. So um, there was a big car show at the top of the hill. I never really got to see never much saw of it. it. Yep. Uh, Friday night, I made my way up there before I couldn't take it anymore and had to go to bed. <laughs> I went to bed pretty early Friday night. I don't blame it based on I'm how not, much I'm not driving proud of that. Like, and, usually I, I really strive not to be yeah, the first person to go to you sleep. Drink a rooster booster. and I try to stay up later than uh, E-Man. That's my goal you every didn't. every weekend. I I didn't accomplish that. Uh, and then Saturday night, I, as soon as the track went cold, I packed my shit up and I left because I needed to get back to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Or because I didn't again rolled into Pennsylvania at one o'clock in the fucking morning <laughs> and got up at seven o'clock the next morning because we had to drive from Pennsylvania back to Nevada. That was a long which is a day. it's a twelve hour drive on the on Google, but when you have a baby. It's not 12 hours. No, it's way longer. So we left at 7 a.m. and I rolled into my house at 10.30. That's, I mean, that's a long day. Yeah. I expect it to be later. Yeah. Wow. And then right back to work the next day. Didn't? So. Didn't you do some commentating? I did. So uh, Kyle was on the stream the whole weekend. Yes. Friday and Saturday. And they were bringing in like people who work for FCP Euro. Okay. And I saw uh, the, I saw some the, of the other like didn't sponsor they have, like, or partners, I guess is yeah. what they call them. Didn't they have like, um, Skip, wasn't Skip Barber on there? Or? I think he was just on there briefly. Okay. I, yeah, I didn't just think he spent a lot of time. Made some, just made some comments. words, uh, okay. you know. Uh, but I, he wasn't like, he didn't. Commentate. commentate on a session or anything like right, that. Right. Uh, but for the most part, I think it was FCP Euro guys and uh, maybe some Valvoline guys or you know some of the other big partners. Yep, yep. Um, and so the, they were bringing in guys that were a little bit green to what was happening on the track, like, like yeah. as far as like, who's yeah. out there with them. Yeah, yeah, they don't know the drivers. They don't know the builds. Right. And so Kyle, Kyle had to do a lot of talking that weekend. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so his voice was shot. Shot. And which, so, which has happened a couple times. So Jabay texts me, or Jabay calls me like 10 minutes before the last time attack session. He's like, man, Kyle's dead. I need you <laughs> I need you to step in. I was like, uh, okay. I'm at the dyno, man. Well, I mean, it wasn't even that. It was like, I haven't really been paying attention that much because I've been doing all this other stuff. And so I don't really know what's going on, but like, yeah, I'll do my best. Like I'll step in and, yep. and do what I can. So, and then I, like, I picture it, like everyone's sitting there watching YouTube and then like, it's like in I, WWE, I fucking hate you. you know, in WWE when like the crowd is there yeah, and then all of a sudden like the music hits the undertaker and it's like, bong. <laughs> 
Everyone freaks out. They know. It's the fucking Undertaker. Oh, shit, it's John Cena. Oh! <laughs> Just the, that pop. That fucking pop. Yeah. The whole crowd on their feet. Except that they were all at home. They were all at home. And all of a sudden, bong, and out steps Adam fucking Nielsen. And he gets on the mic. He's like, I don't know what you said because I didn't actually watch it live. But you were like, I'm here for the session. And everyone thumbed up that video right there. He got the most thumbs up I'd ever seen. I mean, I doubt it. I don't know if any of this is true, but I don't care. People were pumped about it. There there. were multiple comments in the stream comment section on Twitch, I think, about, oh my God, he's back. Yes, YouTube as well, I believe. Which is really annoying. I saw saw multiple screenshots of people All of you people need more to do. No, 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 no. They need more people on their message board saying the same thing. Everyone. It's out of control. It's the best. Out of control. I I was properly happy when I heard that. I was excited. Don't get me wrong. Like, I was was excited to be back in it. Fuck yeah. I was not in the mind. I was too fucking tired. That's the problem. It's like, yeah, Saturday afternoon, events (sighs) winding down, and you've worked your ass off. It's been 80. (laughs) It was like 85 degrees. Like, it was hot. And, you know, I have gotten... Oh, my air mattress, which... Yes, you were going to tell us about this. I totally forgot all of those shenanigans. So James and I roll in Thursday night at one o'clock in the morning and I brought a tent and we were both going to sleep in the tent. The tent said uh, comfortably sleeps two to three people right on the outside of it. I set that thing up. I was like, James, I got bad news. That's not a two to three person tent. That's a one man tent. Like I got bad news for you, James. I think you could probably fit a queen size mattress in the tent. So it's, it's just like my tent. So it was... I have a I have a single yep. mattress. Yep. And so the single mattress pushed all the way against the opposite side of the door. There's like say a two foot space between the mattress and the front of the tent. Oh. Where like you can have your stuff. Oh, so it's bigger than my tent. It's bigger than your tent, but it is like if it was I think I could put a queen in there and yep. it would sit flat on the floor, no problem. Okay. And so like that would be fine for me and Katie. Yes. Or like me and Logan. Yes. But like I like James. Don't get me wrong. But you, I don't like James. You don't that want much. you don't want to sleep while touching him. I don't like James that much. No. I, I don't blame you. So James slept in his CRV on his inflatable mattress. You can fold seat, all the seat seats down. flat. Oh he's got a better setup then. It's fine. Yeah. So he slept in the CRV. Uh, and I slept in the tent. Well, it turns out, I found out that not only is my tent smaller than advertised, uh-huh. I don't know where, three very small people, two is a stretch. It's, it's a threesome tent. Like, it, you're literally on top of each other. I mean, I think that's that'd be too, uh, I need more space than that for a threesome, for sure. That's fair. There's not a lot of headroom. Yeah. But you're not, it's, if you're sleeping, and you don't need Well, like, if you're sleeping, fine. But yeah. you said... Something else. Yeah, it's a threesome. And there's, not, there's not enough room for that kind of activity. It's, it's, a, it's a threesome lying down tent. It's, it's a, there's a threesome of missionary positions. Somebody's being left out the whole time. Oh, for sure. It's a disappointment. It's a threesome of disappointment. I mean, it's going to be that way anyway, Robbie. There's at least one disappointed person every, every threesome. I'm, like I'm I sure. said before, why would I want to disappoint two girls at the same time? I'd rather just disappoint one like normal. Yeah, or at least one separately. Right. Disappointed both separately. I don't, need, I don't need two disappointed girls. That's the worst. I don't need that kind of pressure. That's fair. Anyway, uh, so not only was my tent smaller than I we were planning on, my air mattress, air mattress had a slow leak in it. 
Great. Though slow enough that I didn't notice it until, like it, like it would hold air for enough air to keep me off the ground for about an hour. Oh, and then after that, and then after that, I'm sleeping on the ground at that point. But like the first night, I was like, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna do anything about this," and I'll just figure this out tomorrow. Well, I didn't have time, and I don't think there's a Walmart very close. Uh So I just filled it back up again Friday night and woke up on the ground. Went back to bed. Like, what am I? What else am I going to do? And then I just threw it in the trash can. Yeah, I mean, what, yeah, I'm not going to fix that. Right. So I did. Not only was I not getting very much sleep, but the sleep I was getting was Terrible. not what you would call quality. No. So I was not on my A game for when I got called in. No, to help Kyle, yeah. which I felt bad about because, like, I'm. Dog ass tired. I'm hot and sweaty and gross and, and disgusting. You, and you missed all the sessions before that. Yeah, I've only I've been literally watching on Race Hero because I can't stream anything. Right. So I've just been like watching on Race Hero and hearing cars go <laughs> right on by me, and that's all I get while I'm strapped up under or while I'm underneath cars strapping them down. Yep. And so, like, I, I did my best. You did great. I was so tired. I'm still tired. I'm always tired. That that's the, that's what I've learned about being an adult. Constant. You're always tired. yeah. You're always tired. Try having try doing it with kids, Robbie. I won't. I will not. I'll just be this th- this amount of tired is it's fine. The worst. This is the, I'm I'm okay with this amount of tired. I love my children, but not like more than anything that tired, in the world. Yeah, but like. <sighs> well, when you go home tonight and deal with that, I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> So, so yes, I did get to go back on the stream for a little while, just for one time attack session. Uh, but everybody liked that. Thankfully, a few people were able to deliver. I got to see some records set uh, in that session, which was fun. That's awesome. Um, James went faster. I think a few other people maybe here and there. Um, but, yeah, it was oh, – excuse me. Overall, it was a good weekend. It's not like fun. It's just uh, that dino is a time suck. And if you want – that's if you a go, lot of work. Like, if you go there to enjoy a weekend, that's not a good way to do it. No. I mean, you're working. You're properly working. Josh seems to enjoy that more so than I do. Yeah, I can see that. So he can have it. That's fair. Plus, you're busy now. You have headsets to have, to wear and words to say. To you? No. Did you, did you get it set up in your car? I mean, I can. You should. That's yeah. what I want, Next, next year. Next that's year. what I want. Next I want year. you and Dalton... And Ryan and whoever else wants me Dusty. to speak yep. to them into their ear their ear holes yep. on the track. Clayton as well. To get those set up so that I can speak into your ear holes on the track. I have I have shopped for racing I have, radios. I have, I have I have a list of things to buy. I'm gonna blow up Clayton's spot right here on this podcast, even though he doesn't know that I know this. <gasps> but I am afraid he may be going to the dark side. What? He may have already priced out angle kits. He did not. E-Man he is, was he was E-Man, messaging me today. E-Man is, first of all, a real piece of shit. Well, yeah, everyone knows that. But also a drifter. Yeah, exactly. And thirdly, a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and so apparently he he has infected Chandler Rowe, which used to be one of like Gridlife's yeah. main... Uh, Instructor guys, yep. he has infected him with the drift Drifting. thing, and I guess Chandler and Clayton are buddies, and I think Clayton's feeling a little bit discouraged about 
GLTC because everyone's so aliens. fucking they're, fast. They're fucking aliens. Which isn't his fault. It's not. He's improved as a driver. Right. But not enough. Because everybody else is too. Yeah. <laughs> like a million times over. Right. And so he's looking at the drift guys going, this kind of makes a lot of sense. And like, <laughs> and like, Robbie, there's more drift events closer to us no. than road no. course events. No, I don't, no, don't want to do it. I'm just saying. I don't want to do it. I tried that. Like, it I realized. Wasn't that, my thing. I tried I realized it. that if proximity was our primary driver, we'd be driving circle track cars. Now we're talking. You, but like, you have a better chance of talking me into doing circle track things oh, or yeah. figure eight things. Oh yeah. Then you do having me taking drifting as a serious path for me. I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I like drifting. I like watching it. Right. I like going to the events. That is not my jam. That's right. not my thing. Right. It's just not for me. I could see like if someone called you up and like, hey Robbie, like let's split tires and go Fuck drifting yeah. this weekend. Fuck you can yeah. use my car. I'm all in. Like I, I can see you being down for that. Yes. Because it is good driver development if Absolutely. nothing else. Absolutely. And, you and it's know, fun. Like they do I, it, I, I won't disagree with that. And they it do it fun. in Cedar Rapids. It's like an hour, 20-minute drive from your front yard. Yes. Instead of a fucking six-hour drive to Gingerman. Yes. But yeah, I think that E-Man may have been... Well, I'll have you know that Clayton was asking me questions about other racing stuff. So... I'm in. I'm not saying. But the problem. I'm not the, saying that we've lost him. No, I'm we saying haven't. because he could put an angle kit on his GLTC car, and it wouldn't. You could still be a GLTC and car. just pull his tune. Yeah, and run his drift days. The problem was he was asking me about endurance stuff. Yeah. So that I first I first I talked about how like you know he basically asked me like could a single driver do three hour stints I'm like yeah my first race was like a fucking three hour stint he's like he's like I'm never gonna fucking ask I'm never gonna ever, ever talk to you guys again I these were made in confidence and here you are just blasting it to the world I've done 300 episodes of podcasts <laughs> you, everyone should know this by now <laughs> it's fine Clayton drives a bright lime green uh, C5 Corvette, Corvette in GLTC, GLTC just so everybody's aware yeah, um, yeah we've, he's one of like one of the like when I first started doing GLTC, he was one of the buddies that super like, nice guy. That like one of my favorite people to see at events. I got to speak I, to I, him for all of thirty seconds at Lime Rock this yeah. year, which was really a bum deal. Yep, he's he one didn't of even guys. know I was there until pretty much the end of <laughs> Saturday. You're leaving. Yeah, no, he he's on the short list of people I seek out at every event that I'm yeah. at. Because there's yeah, there's a, like him, Scott Robertson, and Brian DeFries are like the the and and like then of course like the guys that we know like right. locally. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. those are the guys I go out of my way because either I'm racing by them or because I I like talking to them about yeah. the race stuff. Hung out with Brian DeFries this weekend. Like that guy. Um. So. But yeah. So but Clayton was asking me just like like questions about endurance racing. So right. I was telling him about how how great it feels to like do a three hour stint, get that flag, and it's like. You know, it's like euphoric. It's like the best. It's the best feeling I can think of that isn't. Uh, that's appropriate. That's appropriate to talk about on a podcast about cars. Arguably, even better. Well, welcome to the Pornhub podcast. The Pornhub podcast. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that honestly, that just like pulling into the pits, like WRL, like everyone just like comes over and everyone's standing on the fence as the checkered flags on every team. Everyone's cheering yeah, everyone else. Like it's, it's everyone's. It's like finishing a marathon. Everyone's happy at the fact that they finished. Right. Then, of course, you have the people that are even happier because they finished in the front. Whereas a GLTC, like, if you can't finish a 20-minute race, that's, that's a, that's a beat problem. it, nerd. Yeah, that's a problem. 
This is but, a time attack. So, so that he was asking, like, we were talking about that. I was telling him about how great it is. Like, it's the fucking best feeling, dude. Like, it's <laughs> like it. cocaine straight to the brain, man. So it's we're so going good. to pit race is what you're telling me? No, I can't. I, I'm going to be in C-Ring for that. Oh, that's right. Um, Good, because I don't bullet, have any more time off. Bullet dodged. I don't um, have any more time off. James, but, don't even fucking bother. I'm not coming to pit race. <laughs> but then I listed off, like, all of the expenses of doing eight-hour races versus 20-minute races. And I'm like, so it's a, it's a win and a loss here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Racing is stupid. But it's also why I was pressing Jabe about the rules for the new enduro thing. Racing is stupid. But the best. The best. <sighs> but you know what's not stupid, Adam? Petrobox. Petrobox. Yeah, getting a Petrobox in the mail once a month. Oh. Using the code 10 tenths to get 15% off your first box and anything in the store. Right. So I was wearing the Petrobox t-shirt that is the helmet made out of driver names, Formula One names. Yep. Hamilton is on there three times, as pointed out to me by Dewey. It is on there multiple times, yes. So because we're not, neither one of us are apparently the biggest (sighs) F1 fans in the world, is there more than one Hamilton, or has he just got listed more than once? And he's listed more than once. I'm not aware of other Hamiltons. Okay, I know he has a brother who's not in Formula One yet. Yeah, I don't. Or probably will be. Right. I don't think there's other Hamiltons that would make the list. I guess that would probably be a better way. Okay. To it. So yeah, I just, Dewey was a little upset that there were some people repeats. Yeah, I understand that there were some repeats and then some names that he would have expected to see before repeating one. You know what they need to do? More shirts, I guess. I was like, I don't know what to fucking tell you. (laughs) The shirt was given to me. I was told to wear it. I'm wearing it. What do you want from me? You should should have him buy one or get a box using the code 1010s. He gets 15% off that box. Boom. It's full of car care products, shirts like like this one or that one. one. Um, They're comfy. I had three people ask me about this one at the Good Guys event. The SCCA um, check-in ladies at Brainerd. Loved that shirt. Say this one. It's the one that says upshift, upshift downshift, oh, oh shit, shit, and has your foot position for each one. Right, and then the oh shit one is uh, pedal or uh, brake and clutch. clutch. And brake, yep. Yeah. Yeah. No the 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 registration ladies at, at Brainerd SCCA were all about that shirt. Yeah. Apparently, this is a a popular shirt for people. Yep. This is a design a lot of people seem to really. They like. had. She had me like model it. She's like, had me like. Gladys, <laughs> come look at this shirt. Have a good laugh. <laughs> here, That's come here. Funny. Take, hold the, hold the I, shirt. <laughs> yeah, I had no less than three people like looking at like and make comments about this shirt when I wore it at Good Guys. Yep. Couple, yes. Like a month or two. Yeah, ago, that, that one. That one is, is uh, the extrovert shirt because everyone seems to like to yeah. talk to you about it. So I had more than one person bring up my Formula One helmet shirt at at Lime Rock, but yep. that's within the circle of friends things you would expect. At a grid life event, whereas yep. this is, I mean, yeah, I was at a good guy's show, but like, not the same. This shirt's probably gonna have more reaction than my Formula One helmet name shirt. Without at a at a grid or at a good like good guys event. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So mypetrobox.com If you want to get your uh, automotive culture box delivered to your house, or they have a store if you want to just pick and choose what you want. And then also, obviously, uh, Apex Pro, ApexTrackCoach.com. Use the code. Uh, t- Oh shit! I had the wrong code for Petrobox. Is it's, it TTP fifteen? It's TTP fifteen. For I Petrobox. was going to say, I'm pretty sure that it's they... in the it's in the description. I'm sorry, I screwed it up. Apex Pro is ten tenths. 
Petrobox is TTP 15. Yeah. You know, this is our own fault for not having the same codes. You know. So, but yeah, apextrackcoach.com if you want to get uh, your data logger and uh, your yeah, your units. Use the code 1010. See it 15% off at that. No, 10% off. <laughs> I screwed this up so bad. Robbie, I blame it on the beef jerky. Spicy. Is it still hot? No, I'm good now. You're good now? It's 10% off when you get the Gen 2 unit as well as the uh, the window mount. But if you want to get the Gen 1 unit, that's uh, cheaper. They also have the OBD2 dongle, which, James, if I don't have that at Alpine, our friendship is over. And your friendship and my friendship is over if I don't get to use those at Alpine. I'll be so mad. Do you have it? No. Does James have it? Yes. Okay. This is up to you. And I texted him. And this I is said, on both. I, if, I texted him. If I have to go through a GLTC yeah, weekend just, without Apex Pro, I will be so mad. Just hold, please. So James, I texted James, right? I said, uh, so apparently I left all my Apex Pro demo stuff in the back of your CRV. And his response was, sounds like I have an Apex Pro demo stuff now. He can use one of the Gen 1s. I don't care. I, I, I don't think he's I, bringing the fit. He can put it whatever car he wants. He's going to bring the care. CRV and do some off-road stuff. Bring the Apex Pro. That would be actually kind of cool on that, cool on that on uh, that dirt track thing. He can use it. But oh. just not during the GLTC race. No, we, we have three units. Well, you want the Gen 2, though, Robbie. No, I need the Gen 2. Well, you don't need it when you're not on track. That's fair. I want the Gen 2, Robbie. and I want the OBD2 dongle. I want it. <laughs> This is why I don't I, I give things away so that people use them and then I don't get them back. I'm not even gonna try and defend myself. <laughs> I'm just I'm not even gonna try and defend myself. But if you, you want, knew what you were getting into, Robbie. That's, that is fair. But if you want to be this passionate about your data logger, use the code ten tenths yes. at apextrackcoach.com and understand how good it is and why I'm so passionate. Adam. That's a show, I think. Does your stomach hurt yet? I'll be honest. It, I feel funny. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't eat a lot of it, so that helps. But I could just kind of feel... Are you just going to throw that away now? I don't You're know what I'm going to do with it. your dad no, like that? No, Give some of it to Jess? There's there's no way. No. I might bring it to work, honestly, because somebody will eat it. That's fair. Armageddon beef jerky. Just throw it in a regular Ziploc baggie and then drop it on the counter. Because if someone no. sniffs that, they'll be like, "Oh, that doesn't s- smell too spicy." That that is deceivingly not spicy smell. Yeah, that's what I'm r- saying. Rude, rude is what it is. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. I don't know what I did to my dad, but I mean, I'm sure I had it coming. Oh, for sure. I mean, this is probably like remember when you were si- yeah as the as the owner of two children. I had you it. totally had it. Wait coming. till they're teenagers. Oh God, I don't even. So yeah, I probably had this coming. Oh, for, for a long, sure, for a long time. For sure, for a long time. Yeah, I've already figured out which of my son's friends are going to be the problem when he's. Oh yeah, you know right away. I already know. Yeah. Yep. My condolences. Yeah. I'm gonna be here with my dogs. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> Actually, it's been really nice all week. I come home from work. I bring the dogs outside. I put Yancey on the chain. Let Kyle just go because he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> and then I just work in the shop. And Yancey just lays in the dirt. I mean, he could come inside and like. No. No, he lays no, in, the, in, the, lay in, the, in the sun and Absolutely. in the dirt. Yep, just lays there. Absolutely. And I was like, yeah, I was like, there's shade. 
and I can put mats down here. Yeah. Now he ignores those. He wants to lay in the dirt. Yeah. But then Kyle a, wants to go inside. There's a low spot in my neighbor's driveway, and it, when it rains, the water pools there, and that's where my dog goes and lays. Oh, nice. She hates water. But she'll lay. But she lays in puddles. Oh, great. Because she's dumb. Because dogs are stupid. Yep. Yancey doesn't do that. He just likes They're to get They're the smartest, dirt. stupid animals on the planet. Yep. Yep. Next to humans. Humans are the stupidest. We're definitely the smartest dumb things. Oh, for We're the dumbest. For smart sure. Things, whatever. We're, yeah. Yeah. But dogs are a close second. And cats are a close third, frankly. Yeah, yeah really. That, that that's that's a good way to end the show. Um, I think next week we're gonna try to do a show or not. I'm going. I'm we're, I'm going to Alpine. Uh, if we can do it early in the week, oh, I'll try. Shit. So I turned in my time off wrong. I know you did. I had to turn it in for the week following, and my boss is like, "Sorry, dude, but I got shit scheduled, and there's no way." And I was like, "Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you you did me a solid for Lime on Rock. Lime Rock, and frankly, he's done me a solid on more than one event in the past." Uh. So I might fly there because James said that he would come and pick me up from the Denver airport and a flight's like 120 bucks and I don't oh, that's need awesome. a, and I don't need a return flight because I'll just ride home with you. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I'll, Cause I'm just coming back Sunday. I, right. I don't know if I'll stick around for the fundraiser or not. Right. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working Monday. So, right. And so I might. But we had discovered that three days ago, and I still haven't bought a ticket because I'm me. Classic Adam. And so uh, if the tickets have gotten up, by the time I remember to do something about it, I will not be at Alpine. Okay. So you're going to make me drive all the way there and all the way back by myself? You say that like that's not what you want, Robbie. 14 hours in the car by myself. That's quality podcast time. I'm almost caught up on all my podcasts. And uh, I even added new podcasts. I can recommend you a library app that you can get audiobooks. I want that. I can recommend you one. I want that. All right. So I'm going to catch up on track walking. I'm going to catch up on a, on uh, on uh, Slip Dangle. Dangle. That's the one. And then uh, Lizard Brains. I'm going to catch up on those. Everything else I'm caught up on, I think. Even the Pornhub podcast. That's because she hasn't released one. In I know it forever. It's like forever. Get with it, Asa Akira. <laughs> we'll catch everybody next week. 